0: Again, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome now to the city council's budget work session. Um, uh, Mr. Clark, will it be necessary for you to read the emergency evacuation announcement again? No, that's not necessary, Madam President. Thank you, since we've just had it. At this point, um, will you need to do roll call, Mr. Clark? We do not, but for the record, all members are present with the exception of Councilor Lambert and Lynch. You do have a quorum. Thank you, Madam Clerk. At this point, Ms. Davis, if you would introduce our staff who will provide us with an overview of our budget amendments.
1: Good evening, members of council. Today, we will review the um, council, chief of staff, budget staff will review the scenario summary of for the operating budget, as well as um, those amendments that you submitted for capital improvement budget. Um, We have the pleasure of Mr. Bill Eichelberger working with us um, over the next two weeks, and he will review the operating budget amendments today. Following Mr. Uh, Eichelberger's presentation, Mr. Sampson Anderson will review the capital improvement amendments. And we are hoping that we will have some discussion today, but the goal of the presentation is for him to get through those so that you will know um, what has been submitted. And as a part of his presentation, if he could get through it, if you have any questions, the goal is to move around those items that um our duplicates as well as to answer any questions at the
2: end of this presentation.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Davis. Welcome, Ms. Eichelberger. Good to see you.
2: Thank you. It's good to see all of you as well. Thank you. Um, let me just jump right into this. Um, you will all recognize the format because it's the same one that we used last year. It's a budget scenario. And nothing on this is final until you wrap up your decision-making process. Um, but let me go over for a second the general structure of this because you haven't seen it since last year. Um, this first page is a summary page, and it just summarizes the increases and decreases. You can see you started with a budget proposed by the mayor of $836 million um there's general general fund revenue increases that we'll get back to in a few minutes and then if you go down the increases again we're starting on the spending side uh with 836 million and so far we don't have any increases or decreases approved and when we do we will find out we either have money to spend or we have a a deficit that we've got to cut somewhere to get the budget back into balance. State law requires that you have a balanced budget, Uh, and there are going to be a couple of times where we'll come back to that. Just like last year, I've taken all of your amendments, and I have put them into a
3: format that hopefully would – I meant to go. It's supposed to be going to increases. RJ, why is it not going to increases? Is it? It's a lot. Yeah. Councilwoman Trammell, I'm sorry.
0: At this point, all that Bill has okay. indicated is the um, the general fund revenue and expenditures. And now we're going to the proposed uh, amendments.
2: Well, we're trying to, key, trying uh, to get it, yes. the computer locked up, so we're trying to get it back.
0: Thank you. So we're not there yet, Ms. Trammell, but we will...
3: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Increases. Here we go.
0: Mister Michael Berger, before you continue, Council Member Burr- Jones. Councilmember Jones, were you asking about the initial slide that was up? Yeah. Mr. Eichelberg, if we could go back to yeah. that general fund revenue
2: slide. Yeah, sure. This is just a budget summary, and we started with an introduced budget of $836 million. Once we get there, there will be a number here that shows any increases or decreases in revenue, but that's the net change in in revenues, and I'll come back to discuss that in more detail when we get to the revenue page.
3: Uh, over here.
2: This, this is the decreases page. We can talk about this one first, uh, but the spreadsheet is, is divided into a summary page, a page for increases, a page for decreases, and a page for revenues. Mr. Eichelberger, I
0: want to make sure we're all on the same page here.
2: This is
4: actually good. This is good.
0: Okay. Thank you. And Councilwoman Trammell, that's what you were looking for as well, correct? Okay.
2: Thank you. These are the decreases that are potential identified so far. Then we've got a page that has the potential increases. And these are the amendments that you members submitted And just like last year, I have gone and I have grouped them into categories uh, where they are addressing a similar purpose. Now, for example, the first three here are the council agencies. The next is Richmond Public Schools. Then there are a series of amendments for housing and homeless programs. And then we go down through, there are a number of those. Then we get into compensation. There are a handful of programs or proposals for compensation.
0: Yes. Mr. Sure. Mr. Addison, did you have a question?
5: Yeah. Yeah. Three of those the same. Yeah, the duplications—they're all the same.
2: Right. This one and I believe it's this one. I am told is yep. same. Yes. That one has a different title in the submission, so I didn't know to put that up with the other two.
5: Those all four are the same, so we could put those together. That's one support away from. At yes.
2: at at the end at the end yeah. of the day, you're absolutely correct. At the end of the day, you will only fund one of those. Perfect.
5: Okay. So the
0: duplications are five, six, and. 11. 11. And so you'll come back to us. We just first, we're going to go through everything, and then you'll come back to very specifically indicate duplicative items. Okay. And,
2: And the way I would hope we can work this is when we finally get to where we're making decisions, if there are, as in this case, three that are duplicates, we can discuss them all at once, agree on a dollar amount, and then the dollar amount will just go beside the first one that's the way we did it at the end of the day last year and it seemed to work reasonably well um so so
0: mr eichelberger then i just want to be clear you're going to go through all of it first uh, and then we'll come back and identify any duplicative duplicated (laughs) items both in terms of the general and the cip correct correct then any questions correct Councilwoman trammell
6: question the other day um at our last council meeting Didn't we just do something to open up a shelter so that it would not be closed? Uh, How much money did we put for that? I was trying to find it, but I don't know exactly. We did not
0: leave with a dollar amount earmarked for the shelter. I know that there is discussion and the administration has been looking, um, but we don't have that captured here.
2: And if if you discussed it outside of a budget, like in a general meeting, that might be something that's, uh, addressing an issue for the FY22 budget, which would require an amendment to come from the mayor for the current year budget. I'm not sure what the topic.
6: I thought we expedited something so that they would not close the, the one of the shelters. Right, that would be the current year budget. That it,
0: right, that would be the current year's discussion as opposed to what's proposed for next fiscal year. And I'll ask the administration once we've gotten through this to address okay.
6: that. Thank you. Uh-huh
2: again this is this is for next year this is fy23 so if there's been some discussion around issues for fy22 the current year they're not going to be included in any of the, any of these spreadsheets operating or or capital um moving on down the next category is uh compensation there were three amendments to address compensation issues and then there's just a catch all for governmental services these are things that uh Uh, affected the operation of city government or the distribution of city funds, but they didn't fall neatly into a single category. Uh, Then we have human services. Um, There are two amendments there for human services. And then we have just other generic. These are mostly, I think they're all non-departmental, which are just grants for non-departmental funding. Uh, And again, we'll come back to each one of these. Uh, I went over decreases a little while ago. There's a sheet for those. And then we have the revenue sheet. And we'll come back and discuss the revenue sheet. But here we've got um, only two items so far. Uh, One is uh, the normal you see every year, uh, a a revision to the uh, estimate of the growth in assessments. And then the other is uh, from Councilmember Addison, addressing the poll tax rate. So if there are any questions about the general format of this, I'll be happy to t- take a little pause and try to address those here.
3: Hearing none, I will move back to increases.
2: And what I'm going to do is, I'm just going to go through these relatively quickly. Um, IF SOMEBODY HAS A QUESTION, YOU CAN CERTAINLY STOP ME AND we SEE IF WE CAN ADDRESS IT. Um, WE HAVE THREE AMENDMENTS THAT WOULD AFFECT THE CITY COUNCIL AGENCIES. Um, THE FIRST ONE FOR THE INSPECTOR GENERAL IS BUDGET ENHANCEMENT AND EXECUTIVE ASSISTANT, $232,000. THE NEXT ONE IS FOR CITY COUNCIL AND THE CHIEF OF STAFF, SPANISH LANGUAGE TRANSLATION SERVICES, $120,000. THE NEXT ONE implementation of efficiency study, $200,000. And that means that you've got um, those three amendments for council agencies. And then we've got public schools. Now, this is a technical amendment that that I put in. Uh, You'll see over here in decreases, uh, there's a negative 15 million. And over here in increases, there is a positive 15 million. That's just moving the 15 million that was was put in non-departmental as a holding number. It's moving it over to the education budget. And at the end of the day, you're, I'm 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 told you're promised that you'll get the education budget by uh, Monday, so that we can have that number for you by Tuesday sometime during the day. And if there's not um, I would propose that you handle this the same way you did in 2019, which was to uh, appropriate in the education budget a a category called contingency, from which they cannot spend until they come back and get an amendment to take those monies and spread them. Uh, But that's an issue to talk about. But this is a technical amendment only. Uh, It has no real overall impact on the uh, size of the budget. Then we move into housing and homeless programs. The first one uh, is an amendment for partnership for housing affordability. That's $50,000. There's another $50,000 for another amendment for this purpose. Uh, There's another one a little further down from Dr. Newbill. Uh, Small area plans from Creighton, Mosby, Gilpin plans, $200,000. Portable rental subsidies, a $1 million. One uh, housing and community development, one FTE. The city's homeless outreach and assist homeless, uh, seventy-five thousand. Uh, next one, homeless sheltering and services, uh, a million. Regional housing hotline, about fifty thousand. Affordable housing trust fund, two point nine million. Housing opportunities made equal to study land value tax and land use. Tax, uh, one hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars. Another one, project homes, rehab, mobile homes, uh, three hundred thousand dollars, and that's all that we have for homeless and ho- housing and homeless services. Under compensation, there are three, uh, police, excuse me, priest police operational differential pay, seventy-four thousand dollars. Collective bargaining, $750,000. Retiree compensation and benefits adjustments, 1% COLA, and or other compensation, 6.2 million, although I'm told that number might be changing. Um, Under governmental services, uh, we have the assessor, a land value tax study, Center for Property Tax Reform Partnership, $80,000. And I think I was told that that money would not actually go to the assessor, but would actually go to, I think it was the finance department, but I'd have to double check on that. Um, GRT's free fair funding, a million, expand Richmond Public Library Services, $500,000. One additional uh, FTE for the Office of Sustainability, $75,000. Two additional FTEs, one urban forester and one additional arborist. It's Public Works. It's $150,000. Public Works again, additional maintenance worker FTE to support graffiti abatement, $75,000. Department of Public Works again, Brooklyn Park Boulevard, North Avenue Study, to look at options for a mixed use development that includes parking structure in the area around North Avenue Branch Library, $100,000 for that study. Uh, again, planning and development review, oops, chamber book, small area plan to include,
3: um, one second but not limited to
2: assess infrastructure, parking, traffic control, $100,000. Department of Public Works, Vision Zero. Uh, speed treatments, including traffic, including trash cans, $250,000. Uh, parks, playgrounds, review, Riverview and Grayland top lot, $450,000. Uh, Richmond Ambulance Authority subsidy, $3.5 million. Soil and water conservation district, 50,000 public works, urban forestry and administrative support. Uh, Again, that appears to be a duplicate uh, 200,000. The Annie Giles Center operation, operating budget and four FTEs $300,000. Tax relief for the elderly and disabled uh, $500,000. Then in human services, we have two amendments, one, is gun violence prevention specifically aimed at George with high school and Belt Atlantic apartments $500,000. And then uh, Office of Aging. uh, Persons with disabilities, one FTE for $75,000 and. uh, And assistance funds for $75,000 for a total of 150. Uh, And then the. Other category, these are all non-departmental again. Neighborhood Resource Center Inc. for Fulton, 40,000. Richmond Community of Caring, 40,000. Virginia League for Safer Streets, to bring the total to 50,000 would be 25. Girls for Change Camp Diva, to bring the total to 30,000 is 15. The Enrichment Foundation, 50,000. Youth Violence Prevention and Intervention is 50,000. Metropolitan Business League of Richmond, uh, for a total of $100,000, they need an additional 25 dollars uh, Victory Richmond Cleaning Space Matching Fund for Manchester, uh, $300,000. Then a Reserve for Gun Violence Prevention Initiative, $200,000. Uh, and then finally, uh, the Literacy Lab, $26,250. And those are all of the proposed increases. Now, moving on to decreases, there are only a handful. Um, Councilmember Lambert proposed a reduction of 4.44% uh, to the overall budget of the Office of Community Wealth Building. Um, I calculated that based on the percentage reduction to be negative $182,460. Yes, sir.
3: Yes, Councilman
0: Jones.
4: Understand this piece decrease to the overall budget of the Office of Community Wealth Building, or to the overall budget? Uh, community Wealth Building. So, but
2: there's nothing specific that she's not saying. Reduce gasoline by, you know, forty-four hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. She's saying I just a generic reduction to their budget of one
4: hundred eighty-two thousand. At what point in time are we gonna start discussing this stuff?
0: Uh, we we are going to go through all of the generals, all of the CIPs, and then um, there is opportunity. The administration wants to work with us to come back with some.
4: So we're not discussing any of this stuff today. Uh,
0: we, I mean, to the extent we can, if you want to, because but not, we weren't planning to do the deep dive until Wednesday. not? State. I mean,
4: I'm, and this just but, made, Mr. Jones, no, if no, we oh, can oh, get oh. to that, we will. Yeah, I understand. All I'm saying is I can read this. I can read this. Send this to me. I read it. You got me out here at 1 o'clock Monday. Just read, get read to I want to discuss some of this stuff. Because, I mean, some of this stuff is is very questionable. And just save me the blood pressure medicine and let me go now. Or I don't, I just haven't. And, and again, it's Monday. I'm tired. And I'm being read to
0: We understand
4: where so. I could just have this stuff sent to me. My liaison and I, we can read this and go through it, and we can come have a more productive meeting. And again, I'm just just that's just me, Madam President.
0: Thank you, Councilman if we Jones. Can't
4: discuss this. It's like, why am I here,
0: so, Councilman Jones? The goal here was and is to go through all of what's been submitted, uh, both in terms of general as well as CIP, and then if we have opportunity to certainly identify any duplicates, um, any major questions that we would have and then come back um, and give an administration an opportunity to look at this too, to come back with uh, recommendations on how we get there. But there can be discussion after, but we will, we will have the full in-depth discussion on Wednesday. We can get started today. Okay. But I'm just saying that's not the the goal is not to. Okay. Councilwoman Trammell,
6: can we um, after we go through this, can we come back? I know that Mm -hmm. um, council because I got I got some questions, too.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we'll come back to when she's gone through. discussion
6: today, because I know Wednesday, you know, we might be here until eight or nine o'clock Wednesday night.
0: Well, we would hope not that once we go through all of these, we get to come back and ask the questions and points of clarification. As you said, any duplicates, anything else uh, at that point that we are ready to move forward with. And then we come back and then in, I mean, in earnest, dig in. Mr. Eichelberger, Councilman Jones.
4: Everything you just lined out, council staff could have done as far as duplicates and things of that nature. If everything was turned in on time, a better use of our time, and it could have been sent over to the administration already, if we followed our timeline and our deadlines, that's something council chief of staff or, or the staff office could have already done. Here are all the duplicates. That's just a process. And then we come in here and then we deliberate and we move forward on a plan.
0: Thank you mr jones um we will try to uh, move as much consistent with what you are articulating the goal again i will so, not did, be did, redundant
4: are we going to are we going to deliberate over any of these things today
0: Mr. Jones.
4: No, I'm just I'm just I'm just asking
0: I, an honest question. OK, going
4: to cut, are you
0: slice, ready? No, we're not slicing, dicing, because okay. there's also opportunity for the administration to make some recommendations back in terms of where dollars are. So there would be even less slicing and dicing, as you would say. But we will have opportunity to question, get feedback from the administration today to the extent that they have any uh, responses. And then, as I said, in earnest, we'll dig in. So, Mr. Eichelberger. Uh, That was
4: the first
0: one. And Mr. Eichelberger, we have until four, Mr. Jones, and so we're going to get as much done as possible here today.
3: Whether we approve or
4: like, dislike, approve, or deliberate these things, or are we just going to look at? Mr. Jones. I'm just, I'm just asking as a matter of protocol, just trying to understand. OK, why, Mr. Jones, to
0: what I'm saying, we're going to go through each of these spreadsheets that have been um, compiled. We will then go back and answer any questions, any duplicates that are there, any items that we can get any clarification on right today. From the, We'll do that. That allows us to remove whatever. But we still have more work to do in terms of a full and deeper dive relative to these items. Vice President Robertson.
7: Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, This budget process for the past 18 years or so that I've been on council, well, you know, it was 17 a year or two ago, so I think it's probably 18 plus. it's cumbersome, and it 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 starts off with amendments that I have never seen us be able to get anywhere near close to that dollar amount. Of amendments never in the 18 years, and I'm sure Ms. Trammell have have had the same experience. Now I don't know if we just received these amendments. This is my first time looking at them. Um, They are, I'm not surprised, Um, they typically follow the same level of amendments. Mm -hmm. I know that we've asked Bill to come and help us through this process, and I want to make sure that we use this time wisely. He is only going to be here a day or two with us, a week or two with us maybe. Um, And we want to make sure that we aren't wasting um this valuable time. And so um I I guess the question I would ask Bill if you know whether or not the administration has seen these amendments at all. Ms. Davis. So um, administration has gotten
1: them. Um they actually didn't get them until today. They have seen they had seen some of them before because I discussed them with um Ms. Joy Hawk. However, the goal today was so that we could review them, but it is also hopefully you will have an opportunity um, towards the end of them getting through it. If, If Bill can get through the sheet, we have the four hours or three hours, whatever it is. I've gotten confused at this point, but the goal was that he would go through the sheet and then have whatever discussion. In fact, what he thought was that he would review the sheet and if any member had any clarification for particular items, that they would provide that clarification for some of these. So if we can get through the sheet without um, some of the, the way that we have discovered it, gone through it so far... Maybe we can get to that point, but hopefully he can review it. Hopefully we will have a productive session with comments being made about different items because we don't have that much time to finish this. And so if we go sideways too much. For Ms.
7: Davis, Ms. Davis, I just had a simple question that I want answers to, because that's the only way I can follow what I'm asking. Okay. This and Okay. So my question was, and still is, I'll have council received these amendments yeah sent all of this friday um
1: and and so this is your first time going through it
7: or everyone I'm, so did. just so, so, so you sent head. this to us on Friday,
0: and the administration received it
7: the administration on, has received it on Thank Friday you. as well no, they did not I said right. they got it today. Okay. we uh, to that time because we were trying okay, to work through a process. no answers right. to when they, if we received it and when. Thank um, you. So <laughs> that, can I just answer that, that again?
1: But that being said, the goal was that if you all received them Friday, that everyone may not have had opportunity to read through it. So therefore, Bill was attempting to go through it so that everyone would be on the
0: same page. Thank you. Everyone would be on the same page, be able to answer questions, ask and get questions answered, any duplicative items that are there, any feedback the admin is able to give at this point, knowing that they have only received it today. So if we can go through and then come back. Councilwoman Trammell.
6: I think Councilman Michael Jones was right, because I thought we were coming in here to look at it and start, you know, instead of us just going through it, reading all of it, it looks like we're wasting our time because now nothing really is going to get accomplished and gotta come back Wednesday. And like I said, we know we're gonna be here for hours and hours Wednesday. But I hope before Wednesday council members that's got all these things in here because we know year after year as as Vice President Robinson just said, year after year we do this, put all the stuff in there, and then we have to fight, 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 and take, 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 and then we leave out of here disgusted, fed up, mad because it looks like others got more than what another person got. So maybe we can look at some of these and or have Bill look at it and see which ones are duplicate, and or which one yeah. can do this or can do that and take it out. That's that's fight. what I said he would
0: and we will as we go through it look at duplicates. And-
6: mm-hmm. And one more thing, Madam President, I've asked, and I, maybe it's my fault, I don't know. what Where's the list of these nonprofits and what per se do they do when they get the money and how do they follow up with the money that they have spent with those programs? I'm, I've been asked this from several people that have been turned down in the past that have tried to get money for their organization. And when they see things up here and they say, well, wait a minute, is that a duplicate with another – Another group that's doing it with one name or two names and then getting all this kind of money? And what has it being spent is taxpayers' dollars, and they're asking questions this year.
0: They Thank you, you know. Ms. Trammell. Administration, we will ask to provide feedback on that. That's not today.
6: Ma- Madam President, I've asked for this not, not just today. I've been asking for this. Oh, no, no,
0: I'm not saying you're just asking today. I'm just saying they would have to provide, and we um, will ask that they Mr. Uh, Chair.
6: Well, what can't. about the nonprofits that we're putting? The report was
0: provided. Is, they, they oh, hit, they hit wait, it. let Mr. Saunders go. I,
8: I just wanted to confirm that our staff sent over the non D uh, sheet, I believe, last week.
0: Thank you. Can we make sure that
8: yeah,
0: I'll make sure. Councilwoman, okay, thank you. And, and I believe it was sent to everyone. Okay. And what I, what I'd like to do is I'll take one more question and we'll let Mr. Eichelberger complete so then we can start back at the beginning, going through this and try to get to whatever extent, some closure today um, before we leave. Mr. Councilman Addison.
5: Thank you, Council President. Um, I appreciate all the analysis you're doing. I do. Um, but I was I had to make a decision on doing my elected duty as counsel or doing my appointed duty on planning commission for this meeting. And I, I, I value what we're discussing, but we're not making any actions or decisions. And so I'm not present at a meeting that's important for one of the appointed jobs of the nine of us. And this is a, a challenge for me to decide about what I'm going to do. And I just, I want to make sure I support the needs of this body because we have four weeks to make a decision technically on this budget and. I just see a lot of good information that we received on Friday, which is great, but to discuss it on Monday afternoon just seems like a tight workaround considering a holiday weekend. And I understand that we've got a lot of decisions to make, but I feel that Wednesday is going to be tough. If we can meet Friday or something that creates an ability of having a conversation around decision making, I just see that this is a lot of information to go over. We have some compaction that we can make. We have some, I think, opportunities to discuss in larger picture. But I just don't know why we have to make these decisions in a presentation of this capacity when we know more work is needed. And I just want to support making these decisions, not just to talking about all the things together. I feel like we're putting ourselves up for conflict when things that were on this list are great initiatives. And I know that the administration is open to discussing how we can get what we can get funded in this budget versus what we can work into next year's budget. And I just feel that this is creating – potential dis- of discourse that's going to be a conflict and not pretty. We, sh- we are a team of nine working together for the same goal. I just want to make sure we're doing that. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Addison. That's to my point. Because I knew that the list only went out at the end of the week, this was that opportunity to review together, to get any questions asked and answered, any duplicates asked, and, and then to talk about the steps next phase forward in terms of truly digging in and making any recommendation changes, et cetera. Councilwoman Jordan, and and then we really do need to move forward with the overview.
9: Thank you, Madam President. Um, I think it is worthwhile for us to meet to have these documents because part of this is the public getting to see what we put out there. Um, But I do think um, in the interest of time, I would be most interested. I think we can all read this. I would be most interested in hearing from administration who is here what is already covered in their budget or elsewhere. So at least we're getting rid of some stuff maybe before we go on to the next round. Um, If that, if they think that they're prepared to do that now or to work with bills separately so that when we come back together again, we know at least what we absolutely have to advocate for. Um, Or I would just prefer like a free for all. If you have a question about something in here, let's just go where there are questions or where we could point out things that are duplicates. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Councilwoman Jordan. To the point, that's exactly what we're talking about in terms of moving forward, to review everything, get any questions, ask, answer, the opportunity then to have the administration meet with our staff so when we come back, we know what is or isn't covered where, but to at least get through all of it, to your point, exactly. Uh, and then to the extent the administration can speak to anything at this time, once we're at the end, we'll do that. Um, Councilwoman
6: Nye,
10: Oh, thank you, Dr. Nebel. Uh, yes, I was just going to um, suggest the same thing Councilwoman Jordan just suggested because I did see a couple of duplicates as we went through the list um, and places where we can uh, make that deficit smaller <laughs> without debate it would be great. Right. exactly. Um, and so, yeah, maybe we can um, quickly do that and get some clarifying um, questions
0: out there. Thank you. Mr. Eichelberger, you want to quickly carry us through because you see we have lots of questions that we yeah. need to go. Okay.
2: Yes, ma'am, I certainly will. Uh, one point of clarification, though, it was mentioned that council has four weeks to finish the budget. By state law, council has to adopt the public ed budget by the 15th not make your decisions by the 15th. You have to adopt the education budget by the 15th. Traditionally, council has tried to adopt the entire budget on or before that date because it's the largest single thing in the budget. In order to accomplish that, there's today, we'll work with the administration tomorrow, then council will be back on Wednesday, At that point, the final decisions on the operating budget should be made before we leave on Wednesday. You come back on Monday, and that should allow you to make the final decisions on the capital budget and any text amendments. We won't really even know the public ed budget until Tuesday of next week. There are ways to work around that. I can work with Haskell on getting some stuff ready, but there is not a month it's this week and the first part of next week, in order to give the city attorney the time to pre- prepare all the documents for introduction, and then they get introduced and there's a delay that you have to let the public be aware that these things are out there before you can take that final vote. So you're already in this decision-making phase, and we do have, we do have a process in mind to help council get through that decision-making phase These number of amendments look intimidating. As you've mentioned, there is some duplication, but not that much. And the duplication issue is not that big of an an item to surmount, because you're only gonna fund one. If you've got three for 50,000, as I said earlier, you're only gonna fund one. So don't worry so much about the fact that there are a couple in here that different people put the same thing in with slightly different wording. The important thing is when we come back, we only fund one of those at whatever dollar amount council agrees to. Um, all of that said, I am now on the second item for decreases. And this is one that there is, when we get to the revenues, there is a proposal to reduce the B poll tax from 0.58 to 0.55 cents, beginning January 1st of 2023. That is halfway through the 23 fiscal year, which will reduce revenues for the 23 fiscal year in an amount to to be determined. Um, If you reduce revenues, you're going to have to reduce the budget because the state requires you to have a balanced budget. So this was actually something that I added when I saw that. Because if you go along with the amendment to reduce the revenues, you're going to have to take some budget reductions to come up with a balanced budget. And at this point, we don't know how much either of those would be. Um, That's something we'll have to work with the administration on. The next one is that technical amendment that I described to you earlier. It's just taking the $15 million that was put as a placeholder in non-departmental and moving it to the education budget. you can either work with the education budget submitted by the school board next week, or if they don't get it done in time, uh, I can work with Haskell to uh, amend the education budget as we did in 2019. Then we have a proposed reduction of $200,000 or a non-departmental named Help Me Help You Foundation. Uh, in the past, we have had some movement of Uh, general fund money from uh, at least proposed movement of general fund money from the capital budget to operating, and that would show up here. Uh, But so far, there are no proposals to do that that showed up in the operating budget. Moving on to revenues, the first thing is working with the assessor. The assessor has indicated that the growth in assessments will be uh, or can be 9.25 percent. And the growth number that had been provided to the administration and is the basis of the budget was 8.5%. So you've got 75 basis points in additional growth. And in working with the land book numbers and adjusting for some things that aren't taxable, uh, we came up with the number of $2.7 Now, that's showing under certified revenues because that's the only um, the only way it gets into the expenditure column. The administration will look at that number, and they will come back with the amount that they are willing to certify. It may be that number. It might be slightly smaller than that number. It might be slightly above that number. They'll get with the city assessor if they have not already done so uh, and verify that. And then that is at the moment, the only money you really have to spend. Anything above and beyond that has to be derived from budget cuts because I am not aware of any revenue enhancement ordinances that were introduced. So again, that's showing is the 2.7 million as, as certified, but that's actually not quite correct. But that's just to show you as an example of how the spreadsheet will work.
0: Mr. Now, Eichelberger, we have a question before you move on from yes. the potential revenues. Um, Councilman Addison. Uh,
5: thank you, Council President. Uh, Mr. Eichelberger, so for my proposal on the previous page um, about, around B poll, um, that is meant to be a budget neutral request because there has been a surplus the last couple years in our B poll rates. And so my ask was either the estimate of revenue is increased to match what the projections have been in the past years. Or we match the rate to what's been happening in our surplus the last couple of years, and that will take place January. So the goal was to have zero budget impact on revenue in my proposal. So my question, my task, as we've talked about before, that's the same thing I've introduced previously. And this was just a rehashing of that conversation to make sure it's budget neutral. So I'm not trying to cut any revenue out. It was more focused on right projection around that based upon past years that was my goal that makes sense
2: it it does because it would
5: either you keep the rate where it is and you increase the estimated amount to match last year's total or our surplus amount or we look at adjustment of the rate to match the projection that's in the budget and decrease the rate to match that that was my ask so just wanted to make sure i clarified there was no revenue shortfall projected in my ask just to clarify that
2: we can sure again the What's going to have to happen with that? Because that's the exact scenario that was in an ordinance that I helped you work on uh, last year. But what's going to happen with that? Because the administration has put the the amount of b poll revenue they project mm-hmm. in the budget at the current rate. So if we cut that rate, we're going to have to reduce the revenue or we're going to have to get the administration to – Certify that, oh well, there by the way, really would be more B poll revenue, so if on december uh, if on on January first we cut the B poll rate, we don't have to do the budget because we we're basically budgeting a surplus, mm-hmm. but in order to do that, the administration has to certify that the B poll number that's in the budget is as introduced is low, mm-hmm. and they have to raise that number, and then you can budget a surplus. And your budget will be in balance but that requires some work with the administration and math thank you well the math part's pretty straightforward it's not calculus Mm -hmm. it's just addition and subtraction okay but um yeah now that i know exactly what it is that you intend it will work only if the administration certifies revenue above what's in the introduced budget correct other, otherwise, it could still work, but you would have to do the budget reduction. I Understood? Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Mr. Eichelbauer.
2: Move forward. Now, did Madam President, did, did you want to stop now or do you want to go yeah, back? Because and start? there were
0: questions um, about items here, um, you talked about areas that there were duplicates. And so those are pretty obvious and we can say but then I had the impression that there was some question about some of the items so if we can provide clarification or at least raise the question so the administration can bring that back we can go forth and then we can go through the CIP.
3: Okay um
2: what you'll see here up in the corner here I didn't mention this before is you'll see that the revenue, once it's certified, will show up here. Any decreases you've done will show up here. That will tell you the total amount that you've got to work with in terms of spending. And then this number down here tells you whether you're ahead or behind. Uh, and it's the same number that you'll see at the bottom right there. It's your total approved amendments uh, to show you what your balance is. So let's go back to the top. And if anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, if you'll let me know, uh, what I'll ask is for, uh, Samson or somebody to try to keep notes. Um, if I can't make the changes here. Um, the inspector general positions, $232,000. Any comments, concerns? The Spanish language translation services, 120,000. That's a number that Joyce and I believe Steve Taylor worked up, talking to some of the people who uh, provide those services to governments in Richmond, in the Richmond area, uh, and that was 120,000 uh, dollars. Any questions, concerns about that? Um, Councilwoman Trammell. I'm
6: president. The $120,000, would that be in-house that somebody would help us do our flyers and things like that? Because I know my meeting last month, um, a lot of people when we passed out the flyers, they didn't have a lot of Hispanics in my district. They did not understand it until the children read the flyer to them. My, under- them,
2: hmm? my understanding is that the 120000 would call translation services at meetings and um, what now?
1: Is for council meetings, minutes,
2: et cetera. So no, not it, it's not enough to cover flyers or other things distributed. Well,
6: I don't. I mean, I don't understand. The eighth and the ninth, we have more more of the Hispanic population that is not being included in the things that we're trying to do per se for the people that we represent. When you give somebody something. It'd be like somebody giving me something in Spanish that I can't read, or, and I have nobody that can help me with it. So it's why, good, I mean, Madam President, that's what I thought that, and I'm quite sure, I don't know, but I'm speaking. Yeah, Councilman that,
0: right? Jones put this item in. We, It's not something that we, are, I mean, this is an item he put in, and this is what he was requesting. If you'd be utilized for it doesn't mean that you can't have further discussion about those additional needs, but this is what this item was put in for, as I understand.
6: But it's only for, it's only for a meeting.
0: I understand. I
6: don't understand, that's yeah. why I was hoping you- no, Yes, ma- Madam. We can madam, get more madam.
0: clarification.
6: That
2: $120,000 is a number derived by staff in consultation with the people who provide these types of services. If it's the intent to provide a broader right. uh, scope of translation services, the consultants who do these translation services will be more than happy to provide that broader base of services, but that number will go up from 120000 So if council discusses it and decides that they want that more in-depth level of service, that can be accommodated, but that number will get bigger.
6: Okay. With the $120,000, is that including all the special meetings that we have too? Yes. It's for them to be able to know? Yes.
0: Davis. Ms. Davis is saying yes to that. But we obviously we need the description of what that uh, would include, and we can make sure we get that in the opportunity then in terms of any additional uh, scope that you're looking for, what that would cost, because we don't have that at this time. Yeah, I, but I do-, I do
2: hear the question and we will make note of Okay. I I do want to make sure that everybody understands the amendment from Councilmember Jones did not have a dollar amount. It said to be determined. And so what my understanding is what the staff did on his behalf was they reached out to the consulting community who provide these services and came up with a dollar amount based on the parameters that the staff was relating to them. If, again, if it's intended that it be a more uh, broad-based level of support, that can certainly be accommodated for
3: additional funds. Thank. You.
6: When the council members, I mean council meetings, are like retelevised, it's going to be in Spanish and English too.
0: That's. I have not seen the scope for this, but we can review it. That is not my understanding, but I cannot say that's not the case. So we need to be visit the scope in terms of what we're looking for, for Spanish st- meetings, materials, etc. Um, tell tell all of that, and then come back with this, because clearly 120,000 would probably not be it, if, but staff can come back with that item. We hear the question and the concern and staff's making notation, and then when we come back uh, on Wednesday, we should have more information there. Okay, Mr. Eichelberger.
2: The next one is implementation of the efficiency study, two hundred thousand um, dollars. Any questions about this? Is consulting services for the chief of staff's office to support council in, in this endeavor?
3: Councilwoman
0: Trammell, question.
6: Hundred. What is that for? The efficiency study for chief sure um
2: it's cc it's in the ccos and and vice president robertson put in that amendment sure it's consulting services in support of some of the studies that that council's going to be doing over the next year but the exact nature of it i think i'd have to defer to the patron
0: okay um uh, vice president robertson and or Mr. Yes.
7: Does it need to okay, thank you um, thank you. Um, this amendment addresses we've invested this year uh significant money to have two significant studies done in a, in the council's chief of staff office and the implementation of those should be in partnership with the administration. a lot of the um outcomes of those studies are going to be directly dependent upon the administration for execution. However, our process of being involved in making sure that we're carrying out the outcomes of those plans needs to be there. And what I have found from one year to the next, when when we need uh professional consultant services to help us to carry out something or We don't usually have any money in the budget to make that happen. So that's for the purpose of making sure that the efficiency study, uh, the study that is being done also as it relates to um, perhaps um, looking at our organizational structure, staffing, whether or not uh, we are carrying out the effectiveness of that operation as should be.
0: Thank you, Vice President. So the scope for this is um, broader than might be captured by this header
7: The opportunity to have uh, those professional consultant services that we need. Uh, uh, we may find ourselves at the end of the year having a little bit of uh, revenue that's available for those kinds of services, but typically we don't, and we don't plan for our office to be able to provide those kinds of support services when we need, but it is specifically, I'm specifically interested in the outcome of those two studies that have not come to us as of yet, but they should be coming shortly.
0: Councilwoman Trammell.
6: So we're saying that the, that what we had, what we paid for, um, like someone to come in there and listen to all of us about some of our bribes, some of our complaints that we didn't get. I don't, I don't know what happened to the study. I don't see what we've made any, any real changes. And the thing that I'm so concerned about, we don't have enough staff per se to even help us. We only have one person that really works for us that, and I mean, it's a lot on one person to do and a council person. Because I know we're out here seven days a week. I, I see social media, what we're doing, where we're out, and all of that. You know, we don't have somebody we can call on a Saturday and say, hey, you know, just like different funerals. When I've had to call Dr. Newbell and say, President Newbell, can you please get a, a letter done because so-and-so, you know, passed away. And she has to rely on what, Steve Skinner now, per se, to to hurry up or come back in here, do the the letter, get it out there to the funeral home. I mean, I just, like I said, I just. So we will.
7: Because we have not received the studies, we don't know what the recommendations of those studies are going to be. But I am confident that there will be additional responsibilities that council staff, whether it's marketing, whether it's a website, whether it's um, other staff that's needed, whatever, I don't know until we get that. But right now with this budget, we don't have any money in the budget to be able to carry out any of those things.
6: Well, when we're supposed to get the study, that was done, what, last year? When we're supposed to get the study and break okay. it down and find okay. – we should okay. have already had that. We should have already known. I mean, we, we have the same same complaints every time we do a budget.
0: So councilwoman Trammell, um, the study we are expecting the final report went this week, and so we'll have opportunity to uh, I'm
6: glad I brought it up
0: We'll have opportunity to address this scope. I think the point here is to make sure of what's included in these items in the additional scope that we want to make sure is included in in the implications in terms of additional funding, and staff is making notation here. Mr. Eichelberger.
2: Moving on to the next item, Um, I've already gone over this, this technical uh, change to the education funding. Again, it's just moving money from non-departmental to the education budget. Uh, So, if there are no more questions about that, I'll move down to this category for housing and homeless. Um, The first one, number five, number six, and number 11 down here, Those are duplicate of one another, but you would only end up funding one of them. I am told that the purpose for all three of the $50,000 is this regional housing hotline $50,000, which would be, would go to the partnership for housing affordability under non departmental, but for that purpose, that hotline purpose. Um, If there are any comments or questions about that. Uh, moving on the small area plan for Creighton, Mosby, and Gilpin, uh, two hundred thousand uh, dollars for the Department of Develop- Planning and Development Review.
0: Yes, Councilwoman Nye.
10: Thank you. So, uh, yes, I guess my question for the small area plans um, is. Does planning have funding for those already? Because when we got the presentation from planning like two weeks ago, they did list out um, some things that they were funding in the upcoming budget. Although I don't believe it was like a line item in the budget. It's um, just some things that they're planning on doing for their work plan for the upcoming fiscal year.
0: Ms. Nye, that's an answer we'd like to get, we'll get from the administration because if it is, then that's one we can reduce
3: here.
2: The next, that's all on that one. I'll move to the next. Um, portable rental subsidies. Um, this is from Councilmember Lynch uh, for the, for human services, $1 million. Uh, and Councilmember Lynch is not here with us today. But um, my understanding is that would be subsidies for rental uh, payments. uh, And if a person moved from apartment A to apartment B, the subsidy would go with the person. That's my understanding of how that would work.
0: Okay. And we will um, get greater specificity on that from um, the councilwoman so that people can have the full scope there.
2: Right, because one okay. question is, are there any parameters that are envisioned already or would they have to be developed? So sure. um, then the next one is one FTE for the city's home city's homeless outreach and assistance to, to assist the homeless for $75,000. Um, so if there are any questions, concerns, comments about that,
3: um, that's this one right here. So, nothing on that.
2: Then we've got uh, homeless sheltering and services, uh, $1 million uh, from President Nebel. Yes,
0: so, Mr. Eichelberger, with that one, there may be some overlap um, with um, the prior item as well for the servicing, because I know that the additional um, FTEs are also needed, but wanted to make sure that we had what we needed relative to sheltering and servicing. So, there is some overlap there and then greater clarity from the administration as well, relative to sheltering and servicing moving forward.
3: Yes,
2: ma'am. Um, moving on to the the next item is the duplet that I mentioned earlier. And we've got $2.9 million for the Affordable Housing Trust Fund. <clears throat> and uh, Vice President Robertson is the patron for that one. So if there are any comments, questions, concerns, clarifications. I feel I feel somewhat like the preacher asking at a wedding uh, if there's anyone who would like to speak now or forever hold your peace, but um, we're not quite at that point yet. Um, then, uh, again, uh, from Vice President Robertson, uh, for housing opportunities made equal uh, to study land value tax and land use tax in partnership, $130,000. Um, and then I'll pause again for any comments, clarifications. And then moving on, we've got one, uh, Project Homes rehabilitate mobile homes, $300,000. Again, what parameters there would be around that program aren't specified, but um, uh, I would defer to the patrons if there's any additional information available on how that might work.
0: So I I had um, a question. I absolutely support the item, but I wanted to make sure that we had something codified that would ensure that the residents whose properties were rehabbed were not displaced in any form or fashion after the, you know, that there's a commitment that those families would be able to remain in their homes and it wouldn't be us repairing, et cetera, and then all of a sudden they are uh, displaced. But um, in terms of the item, I support the item, just wanted to make sure we capture uh, something in writing from the entities who own those, Properties. That was, and uh, maybe you've gotten that already. I know, Councilwoman Trammell, you're going to make sure that that's the case, I believe.
6: And President, I too would like to know a, a little bit more information because I'm hearing heard last week that if the home is a 1978, it cannot be remodeled. I did not know that, so I need to look into that. And also, could you repeat that, Councilwoman Trammell? I heard that if the the mobile home is was built, I think, after 78, cannot be um, rehabbed. I will get some more information. I called the person earlier, but he hadn't called me back. And also, I'd like to know what mobile homes are, which ones are they per se going to look at? Because I know um, the CEO, Lincoln Saunders, has been helping me with um, or trying to get some grant money for Rudd's trailer park. And I know that in there they have a lot of homes that definitely need I don't know if they can be fixed up or if they're gonna be taken out. And then as Fitzgerald is seven mobile home parks in my in, in my district. So I'd like to know exactly which ones, how many and that's not a whole lot of money per se when they gotta have you know we, don't, we know what we're saying, there's not a whole lot of money because you have so many that need to be refurbished or can they be refurbished or are they going to be taken out and new ones coming in because I went to Ashland and saw those mobile homes and they were beautiful. They looked just like a house. They had a price tag too. Vice President
3: Robertson.
7: We definitely need to pay attention to our mobile home communities, no question about it. And as Ms. will know, we've, we've had We've even had a lawsuit against the city um, by um, by owners of of the community as it relates to and uh, regulations, whether or not they are considered as part of the DMV uh, 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 regulatory controls that they're considered in uh, the the code requirements or whether or not they are housing codes. And so there's a lot. Um, I know that this, uh, Mr. Lincoln's staff has been working on um, with some of the uh, that have made application for funding as well. And so I do think that there's an opportunity for us to um, just get some more detailed information as to how we can best assist the families that live in those, uh, and also what, what, uh, regulatory requirements we can do, uh, for the owners of the, because many of them are not own, owned by the residents that live there. Um, but
3: they definitely need some attention.
6: We need someone that can speak their language because that's why we got sued, including myself, and I gave out all my cards over there. We need to make sure that there is someone that speaks their language to be able to let them know because when I met with them a few weeks back, there was someone there that was speaking Spanish to the families that were there at the meeting to let them know we were not going to close up that mobile home and put them out in the street. They were going to be able to continue to stay there. But still, when we go in there and we start looking, we cannot go in there by ourselves unless we have somebody from the city, per se, and also um, code enforcement, police, whatever, fire, to let them know that we're not going to put them out of their homes. We're going to, we're there to help them. But what happens if that mobile home cannot be? And they're the questions I at, was trying to ask and they were going to get back. So I know Donald Coleman, very, very nice, and he was at the meeting, and um, I know that he'll get us some of the answers, or some of the answers that we need before, because this is something that's definitely needed. But we definitely want to make sure that we're protected, too. Thank you, Madam President.
0: Thank you, uh, Councilwoman Schrammel. Councilwoman Jordan?
9: Thank you, Madam President. Yes, I'm Very excited about this, um, the potential of this amendment, because manufactured housing really is an important part of our housing stock, and it's one that I think people sometimes look past, but it's a path for people to build wealth, stability, um, and be in hopefully safe and and positive environments. So um, as Councilmember Tramble noted, there's some more information that we need, but I think the upside of this is is a compelling pilot. Um, But I wanted to speak just in general to this category. Um, I'm in support of the transferable um, housing, sorry, rental vouchers. It it really is sort of almost overwhelming when when you look at the cost of housing people in hotels long-term. It's incredibly expensive. And then the long runway required to build more affordable housing. So if we're really trying to help some, you know, our individuals in the more short-term, in a more cost-effective way, I do hope we will add the housing vouchers into our strategy. So for our next work session or before our work session, perhaps, if we could, by email, get some information on how that can work within our overall strategy, which, you know, we've spent a lot of time on, uh, I would appreciate that. And then if the administration sees areas where how these things overlap how this category overlaps with our ARPA spending and with what they're doing themselves. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, councilwoman Jordan. If that's a question for me. A million dollars seems like a lot, but it's not very much when we talk about um, subsidy and we're talking then what happens the next year and subsequent years, making sure folks can stay in their home and what would be that source. So I'd be very interested in what the administration has and are we, um, Bundling this with housing authority, vouchers, or whatever the case that allows us to be able to um, maximize the number of families that can be assisted, but also how we continue into the future um, maintaining this kind of support. Thank you. Um, Mr. Ankelberger.
2: That was the last item under the category of housing and homelessness. So moving on to compensation, the first of those three. Uh, proposed amendments is um, for the police department uh, by Councilmember Jones for a police operational differential pay to include language on differential pay and again I think Councilmember Jones is not here but Dominique is raising her hand so she might be able to provide some additional information to clarify what's meant by
0: okay and do we have something in writing from Mr. Jones Huh? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not sure what. Um, Is this translation? Okay. Um, Do we have anything in writing from Mr. Jones already, um, Ms. Faxton, or? Okay. And so you want to go on and share what uh, you've captured and then if you would submit that so we can also have it. I sent. Okay.
1: Madam Chair, President, I sent out the email, which is from the vendor. Um From whom we got the cost for um services that
0: thank you, um, so that we're all at the same place, just in case folks didn't get a chance to look at it miss say again, Miss Baxson it's a different request, she's saying, so can you provide clarification here, and if you have something in writing, if you would also share that so we can circulate that. Uh, TO COUNCILMEMBER.
11: GOOD AFTERNOON EVERYONE. DOMINIQUE THAXTON, LIAISON FOR THE 9TH DISTRICT. Um, I HAVE THIS IN WRITING AS WELL FROM COUNCILMEMBER JONES, BUT THIS REQUEST IS FOR $74,000 TO INCLUDE A LANGUAGE um, DIFFERENTIAL PAY TO THE POLICE DEPARTMENT AND THE AMOUNT OF $2,000 FOR EACH EXISTING OFFICER who serves on the force in a bilingual or more capacity? Um, so there are 33 existing officers, and s- both civilian and sworn, who provide um, a myriad of different language services um, while they're on the force. And um, Councilmember Jones it believes that this would um, go far to remain competitive with surrounding localities and you know, provide an incentive to the officers, both sworn and civilian, who are providing additional service to uh, their precinct and to their uh, communities. Um, this is um, also allowing for four, up to four other uh, officers, a recruitment tool. So there's above and beyond the 33 officers. That would be 66,000. The additional would allow that to be used as a recruitment tool. Thank you, Ms. Thaxton.
0: Members, um, does that provide clarification? Any further question with that?
6: Thank you. Can you have some Paper, please. Sure. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank if you. I may,
11: um, in, in concert with the chief of police, he's in support of this as well. Um, other localities have a um, a requirement to prove proficiency before said benefit would be released. So that would also be something we'd be interested in as well.
0: Thank you, Ms. Maxson. And if you would forward that so we can have that scope to attach to this for any members who are not present so we can share, that would be helpful. Thank you for yes, that. Ma'am. Thank you.
3: on excuse me on
2: on that one because it changes uh your compensation I'll have to talk with the city attorney about whether there's an amendment necessary to the city compensate the pay plan I don't know if there would be or not but just for a, a bonus it's 2000 it's a salary supplement of 2000 annually for somebody who provides translation services
3: I mean I'm not sure how you would do that. I would think you would just change their salary.
0: Pro- okay, so what I'd like to do, the logistics of that, we can work through. I think we understand the intent, um, the logistics and conversation with the city attorney and how that could happen, if it could happen, what that would look like, we can come back to.
2: And and I've noted to add uh, Council Member Trammell as a co-patron for yes. that amendment. Uh, the next one under compensation from council members Nye and Trammell uh, is non-departmental for collective bargaining, $750,000, um, and I would defer to the patrons for clarification on, on that.
0: Thank you, because I'd like to be clear why we would need a million dollars for um, just what the thinking is there. So, Councilwoman. Nye or Trammell, just clarification.
10: So, um, and I I believe council has gotten this information, but I'll circulate the breakdown. Um, But there are several FTEs that need to be uh, put on our city staff if collective bargaining moves forward. So, as you know, we have two papers in front of us right now, um, and I think it's important that we fund... Uh, the needs to support collective bargaining. So I think it would be um, approximately oh, either two or three FTEs, one of which is assistant city attorney, um, lab, one or two labor labor relations manager, and the startup costs um, early on are a little more than what it would be annually. The estimates we've gotten from some of the Uh, Cities and towns in northern Virginia have been more around the the half million for ongoing costs. It's just those first two years, um, like uh, Attorney Brown right now is using outside counsel to help, you know, work through some of the, the details. We'll be needing that over the next 12 months or so.
0: Thank you. Mr. Saunders, you're standing, I'm not, I know you, there are lots of things that you're going to be coming back yeah. to us on. I'm not sure.
8: I just didn't want this one to go too much further without making this point, which was going back to number 15, um, regarding the, um, operational pay differential for language, um, would say that, and I believe that, um, just confirmed it with the chief, but in his conversations with the council member, this, that it was his understanding that this was a, would be a, City administration wide, because these types of differential services are things provided in other um, departments within City Hall. This is something that the administration is planning to study over the next year as part of our overall compensation review. And um, we do think it's important to, to uh, you know, get to a place where we can provide that language differential. But I just wanted to be clear that this is something that we would need to look at um, citywide rather than just one department in order for it to be equitable across uh, city agencies.
0: Thank you for the clarification. So this would be something that would be, as you've indicated, a study that would be across the organization, all employees who would be eligible um, to receive um, the language, I'll call it differential, for lack of a better word, because they're willing to use uh, to utilize their um, language expertise relative to any number of city um, activities to better engage the community?
8: It would be, I mean, I think essentially um, considered as part of whether that service is something that's provided as part of their duties and responsibilities. Is it something we can offer as an incentive to attract more employees with um, multilingual capabilities? Um, It's simply, you know, it's something we need to look at as part of their compensation and duty responsibilities so that we, um, like I said, we're, we're, Um, to the degree that it is either an incentivizing or a uh, adjustment um, in pay. It's based on, you know, a a parallel of um, responsibilities and and what's being offered.
0: Okay, so all employees would have that opportunity. Um, Councilwoman Trammell?
6: I just want to say that um, our police officers are really the first response to government. They're out there 24-7. They're the first ones that get out there with the calls. They have been doing – there are so many um, officers that know different languages. They've been doing this for years. And to me, really don't – I mean, that could be – instead of saying we've got to do another study, let it be the pilot program. Let those officers have the difference in the pay because, like I said, when they come on these calls – I know because I saw an accident Saturday, and they didn't understand the. They didn't know how to speak to the person. The la- it was language barrier. There was a Hispanic officer that showed up on the scene that was able to take control of the situation because he he knew the language. So to me, and he knew he knew English and Hispanic. So that's where raise up another officer who doesn't know the language. This officer or these officers that know other languages besides just the Spanish, they should be, they've been doing this for years. And I mean, I, when Michael, when Councilman Michael Jones put this in, I said, That's, this is great. This is another incentive to keep them here because we know the surrounding counties are the Hispanic population right there. Um, as you go into Chesterfield from um, Richmond to Chesterfield, a lot of Hispanics down there too. So they're asking for officers that can speak other languages. So I think this is great. I'm glad Councilman Michael Jones put it in. I think we need to forward that definitely now to give them another incentive for them to stay here with us.
8: It, just if, to briefly respond and just say, you know, Mr. I would certainly appreciate the point the, the point and um, understanding how important our officers are is part of the reason we're putting forward the public safety pay plan this year with you know, the the average increase that it represents. But what I would just briefly caution is to say, I think for us, our recommendation is to look at an implementation that could be citywide, because it certainly is also something that our firefighters, our 911 call operators, our social service workers are all um, having to navigate uh, in a a multilingual community. And so it's important that we look at this incentive being administration-wide, and then I'd have to defer to our attorneys, et cetera, if there's any concerns from a equitable treatment liability standpoint, but if, if we could, we'd love to just come back with the overall recommendation.
0: Thank you. Um, we will have more conversation uh, relative to that item.
6: Thank so. you, Madam President. I think um, on Wednesday, if we could please, you know, put this at the top when Councilman Michael Jones is here so that we can discuss this further because I think it should go through now, not later, and not because it's already been a pilot program because they're out there doing the work. and. They're out there doing what others cannot, per se, deal with the situation they don't understand. Thank you, Councilman we
2: Will do. Uh,
0: Mr. Eichelberg.
2: Uh, Madam President, the next next item under compensation is providing retiree compensation and benefit adjustment, a 1% COLA, and or other compensation for retirees. I want to point out that COLAs only go to your defined benefit program retirees. They do not go to the benefit of any retiree under the defined contribution program. Okay, so I just want to make sure everybody's clear about that. It only affects a portion of your retirees.
0: And before you move on, Ms. Eichelberger, i like like... Um I suspect all of you received lots of emails from the retirees. And so uh, uh, Ms. Uh, Joy Hogg is also looking at um, what I have here is 1% COLA and or other compensation. So I'm looking for them to come back, and she's um, certainly digging in and doing due diligence relative to that to see what and if we can provide and when.
3: Sure. Mm -hmm. So add Ms. Trammell to that one.
2: Now, moving on to the next category, governmental services. The first item is a land value tax study, uh, Center for Property Tax Reform Partnership, $80,000. As I mentioned earlier, um, that was requested as the assessor, but I think the intent is that the money actually go to a different uh, executive uh, department. I'm not sure which one that is, though, probably the finance department, but I wasn't really sure. Which, Samson, did you know?
0: Yes, uh, Councilwoman Nye has a
3: uh, comment relative to this one. So
10: is this an, Bill, if you could just, like, scroll the screen down a little bit. Oh, yeah. But isn't this um, the same as the one Councilwoman Robertson had in the other, sec- in the, I think, home section? Yeah. So I think it, I, I think they worded it differently, but I think it's, um, st- stop, stop, uh, number 13. Home to study land value tax. 130,000. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know, because I haven't asked the patrons individually, but it sounds the same to me.
0: We can get the clarification there. Um, Vice President Robertson, was that also the scope for you, the land value tax study center for property?
3: Did that overlap? Yes, she's saying yes.
7: Madison as well make sure that if there's
0: overlap so there may indeed be overlap, we'll get back so
2: we' will okay. we'll work that out and perhaps move that one up to the um up to the housing and homeless category um, the next time you see it. Um, the next one below that is uh to extend the free fare funding for GRTC, a uh, million dollars. And I think that's they're already doing that currently using ARPA money, uh, but this would just extend that into the future.
0: And, um, and hopefully we can have more discussion because I've asked the question about whether or not they have funds all, already available, and um, it's it seems that that may be a possibility, which then would eliminate our need for this. But until we know.
3: Then there is an amendment
2: from Council Member Jones for the Richmond Public Library to expand Richmond Public Library services. That's $500,000. Um, there's no additional detail on what the expanded services would look like. Kind to look and see if. No, it just says expand public library. Ms.
0: Thaxton is, is coming forward. She has the itemization there that you'll also share with us electronically once you share verbally. Yes, I will. Thank you.
11: Um, good afternoon. Once again, Dominique Thaxton, liaison for the Ninth District. Um, the $500,000 was given to us by the board, the Richmond Public Library Board, as a figure that would be needed to expand the library services to 9 p.m. That would keep us on par once again with the localities. Um, where we see a lot of Richmond residents having to navigate to in order to use the library services after 6 p.m.
0: To expand the hours of operation. Yes,
11: yeah, so that okay. would go towards uh, both staff, personnel cost as well as operating the building, security, electric, mm-hmm. things of that matter.
0: Thank you, Ms. Will you Do you have that such that you can shoot that to Ms. Davis and we'll uh, make sure all members get that as well? Yes, Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. And I've made, a,
2: I've made a note to change that description line to indicate that it's to extend services to 9 p.m.
0: Well, um, yes, and all the associated costs that go along with that.
2: Yes. Okay. Um, the op, the next amendment is one FTE for the Office of Sustainability, $75,000. Oh, Sure.
3: We're on this one now. No, excuse me, we're on this one now. One additional FTE for the Office of Sustainability. Again, I have to defer to
2: hearing questions about what's meant there. Um, moving on to the next one for Department of Public Works.
0: Mr. Eichelberger, well, maybe I'll get through all three, and then Councilwoman Jordan, just in case there's feedback on or further clarification.
2: Uh, the next amendment for Department of Public Works is two additional FTE, one urban forester position, and one additional arborist for $150,000. Um, taking all three of these together, the next one is also Public Works, additional maintenance worker, to support graffiti abatement. That's also $75,000. And finally, uh, for Public Works, there is Brooklyn Park Boulevard North Avenue study that would look at options for mixed use development.
0: Mr. Mr. Eichelberger, before you go on, I want to give um, Councilwoman Jordan an opportunity to share anything additional relative to those last three. Was there anything else you wanted to?
9: Yes, thank you. Um, So I believe in one of our presentations when director vincent was here he acknowledged that there's a possibility the urban forester position could be accommodated in his budget currently so just to the extent we can get a better understanding um, you know if that is happening or do we need to put this budget request in i'd appreciate it and then for the office of sustainability um you know just assurance that if this is meant to fund a position that had been vacated for community outreach, which I think is vital as we look to implement the RVA Green 2050 program. So just understanding that that is within the budget and we do not need an additional amendment. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Councilwoman Jordan. That's some of the same discussion I have with Mr. Benson relative to the urban forestry. So it'll be good to see where that is and whether or not dollars will be needed. Uh, Mr. Eichelberger?
2: I already mentioned Department of Public Works, the um, Brooklyn Park Boulevard North Avenue study, $100,000. Um, the next one also from Council Member Lambert, the Chamber Brook small area plan to include, but not be really limited to assessing infrastructure, parking, traffic, control, zoning, etc. cetera. Uh, that's $100,000. Um, the next one, Department of Public Works. Uh, this is just Vision
3: Zero speed, uh,
2: including trash, including trash cans,
0: speed treatments and,
2: um, and trash cans, uh, $250,000. Let me look at the Priority of that amendment
3: to see.
0: And Mr. Eichelberger, um, since Ms. Lynch isn't here, I don't know if you, Ms. Robbins, have anything additional. If not, we can get that for members. And you, we're talking about um, 26 and 27.
2: Great. I don't, I don't see anything additional. It doesn't mean
0: it's Yes, wrong. Ms. Robbins um, will provide some additional, and then we'll get that Clarification in terms of scope to
2: members, so everyone will have that. And then number 27, uh, playgrounds, Riverview, and Grayland Totlot, $450,000. Um, my question there is whether or not that's actually a capital amendment. Appears to me that it it was more appropriately, more appropriately be under capital. Oh, okay. It appears to me that might more appropriately be under capital, but I think Amy. So 26 Capitol, and 27. Right? No, just just the one about um the the playground uh, playground. The parks. Yes. The parks. Okay. That that one that 450 is probably capital.
12: Okay. Amy Robbins with District Leaves on the Council for Lynch. We actually put it in both. Um, We've seen over the past few years where the Parks Department's done a really good job of pulling money from their operational to cover. Um, we weren't able to get clarification um, in our meetings with the CAO whether or not it was already budgeted for and planned for. Um, so that's why you're seeing this here. Both the Maymont Neighborhood Association and the Carytown South um, Civic Association have been working with the Parks Department for a number of years for both of these parks. Um, and that's a combined total um, with, with knowing that the prices are increasing.
0: Thank you, Ms. Robbins. So Mr. Eichelberger, you'll be mindful. Uh, this may in fact be duplicative in the CIP.
2: Yeah, yes, ma'am. What we'll do is we'll we'll try to determine from the administration if the money for this playground equipment is already in the budget somewhere, either operating or capital. Again, my bet would be if it's in there, it's it's in the capital budget, but we'll see. Um, the next one. Thank you,
0: Ms. Robbins. Appreciate that.
2: Is 3.5 million for the Richmond Ambulance Authority, uh, and that's from Council Members Nye and Trammell and I believe you're having we're going to
0: have a meeting um, and Miss Davis will provide that update but we'll be having a joint meeting to discuss um, that item
2: so I'll defer any more discussion of that until after the meeting you have with the ambulance authority board uh, the next one from council number 9 is uh, fifty thousand fifty thousand for the soil and water conservation district and again I defer to the patron or any explanation of what that might entail?
10: Yes,
0: Councilwoman Nye.
10: Okay, thank you. So the Soil and Water Conservation District is something we've been talking about for a couple of years. And this is really the startup costs to, to get us integrated into the, and, Henrikus, Henrikopoulos.
1: <laughs> yes, it's Henrikopoulos. I can never say it. But,
10: uh. um, Soil and Water Conservation District. Uh, and there are some administrative fees that go with that. And then obviously our constituents would be able to benefit from being part of this district and all of the support it provides.
0: Thank you, Mr. Eichelberger,
2: the next one down is 200,000 for the urban forester and administrative support, and I think that might overlap with another one we had. Right.
3: Yes. So so if you would be
2: mindful of that. We'll move that. Um, The next one is in parks. It is providing three hundred thousand for the Annie Giles Center operating budget and four FTE. So that's not capital. That's the
3: operating budget for that. Okay. Yes. This is one that Vice um, President Robertson. Did you ask for it to come off? Vice President Robertson. Um, are we under services?
0: We're hmm. right above there at number thirty-one. I'm sorry, number thirty-two. Excuse me, thirty-one of and then we'll do thirty-two, so but it's thirty one with the N Center.
7: Yeah. So um <clears throat> at the time when this amendment was put in I wasn't clear as to. uh, But I did ask for that to be removed.
0: Thank you so Mr. Eichelberger, if you will,
2: we will strike that one. And then the second number
0: 32.
2: Um, Just as a note, in order to keep these numbers, the line numbers the same from one to the other, When I strike it, we're just going to do the strike through. You'll still see it, but it'll be stricken through. That'll keep the numbers consistent from one worksheet to the other, one day to another. Uh, The next one, again, uh, Vice President Robertson, tax relief for the elderly and disabled, an additional $500,000.
3: Okay. Okay. To tax
6: relief for the elderly and disabled is that um like for them to be able to get more? I'm sorry I can't because you. um, that's yours tax relief for the elderly and disabled uh, the
7: administration has done a much better job this year with outreach to um, those persons that qualify for this uh, with the escalated. Increase in property values. Um, We haven't assessed where we are by the end of this year. But my assumption is that we're going to need more money in this category to assist people with tax relief. Um, And we may also need to revisit some of the criteria for qualification as well, Ms. Trammell. Um, But I certainly look forward to the administration weighing in on this. Uh, giving us an account of what happened, where we were this year. Um, but with the increased outreach, um, I, I think we need to get some feedback from them. And also, we may need to determine whether or not our eligibility criteria needs to be assessed um, again, um,
6: especially with the tremendous increase in property values. I want to... Um co-patronette with you. And also um, with COVID and all of that, a lot of our seniors got taken off the tax relief. They did not get that. They did not get the letter to get recertified. And I know usually they'll call to say, Reva, can you help me with this? Or "Riva, can you tell me what this means? And I mean, we got so much on our plate right now. We can't call I know 200, 300 people per se, just that we know that's supposed to be on this tax relief. But then when they get the letter that says you owe $2,000, they're like all in uproar, screaming and crying because they can't pay it, and right. they never got the letter. And they, and then also it needs to be explained what this letter means and what this letter means. And now they're here and they got until June. So I'm getting all these calls, and I said, no, you are already on it. It's for the ones that have never ever been on it. It's given them more time to get their information together. They said we never got the letter and they took them off. That is wrong. And Councilman Michael Jones had said year, a year ago that we could all maybe look at it again to see that once they're a senior, why do they have to keep filling them out You know, each year? If somebody should be keeping the records when somebody's deceased and know that they're supposed to be taken off that tax relief or they don't even live in that home anymore. And that, I don't know who that would fall on, but that's something that this council needs to look at too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But I'll co patron a paper with you. Thank okay. you, you Councilman
0: travel. travel. Mr. Eichelberger.
2: <clears throat> that was the last item under the governmental services, so I'll move on to human services. The first one there from Councilmember Lynch is gun violence prevention. George With High School and Bell Atlantic Apartments, $500,000. Again, exactly what that would entail, uh, the amendment doesn't describe. Um, So, I see, Amy.
0: You want to go on to the next one while Ms. Robbins is
2: coming forward? The one after that is the Office of Aging with Disabilities, one FTE at $75,000, and additional assistance funds at $75,000. For a total of
12: 150,000. Amy Robbins, Fifth District Liaison, to Council Member Stephanie Lynch. Um, so the two that we're seeing here for human services, um, gun violence prevention and Belt Atlantic. Unfortunately, um, like in all of our communities, we've seen a rise in um, gun violence with our younger and those under 25. This is really to try to target the folks that are at George with high school that are, have been involved in a lot of these shootings that we've seen across the city um, in the Belt Atlantic community. Last year, actually earlier this, no, last year, last year, Stephanie um, helped um, start a rapid response um, trauma team to Belt Atlantic after the death of a mother and her four month old child. Um, And we've continued doing that work um, kind of piecemeal through um, a lot of different efforts and community partners that would continue. But this is really just to try to bring more uh, gun violence prevention uh, best practices to the area. For the Office of Aging and Persons with Disabilities, um, Yvette Jones is amazing. I know that we all work with her. Um, She recently just got her second person back. She was doing that job solo. She will do that job you know, she'll come in on her vacation to help out. I'm like, please stop. <laughs> but she's is amazing. Um, she really needs somebody that is full-time to help with persons that do have disabilities. Currently, that, um, that other person is really kind of just helping keep up with the amount of work that comes through her office. Um, having somebody that is really versed in understanding disabilities and how to work different systems is really important for our city. We're currently not serving our seniors or our persons with disabilities to the level that we should be. Thank
0: you. Thank you. And you have that scope written that you'll forward. And there is um, probably um, this gun violence prevention initiative that's down under non-departmental, if you would provide that scope as well, uh, because this would end up being uh, $700,000 between the 500 that's there and the 200, so if you would provide that scope. Uh, For that piece. And Councilwoman Trammell, did you have a question?
6: Yeah. Madam President, I want to co patron the one to hire someone else to help Yvette Jones. Number
0: 34. uh, mm -hmm. Okay. And then
6: 33. I have no places here. Isn't it true that, um, that, that Judge David Hicks over there at Manchester Courthouse does not honor the no trespassing letters and signs that we? all used to put up so that we could keep the people from trespassing on our properties. So we'll get that that from
0: administration. I know we don't have that Madam
6: president. I know, but I just want to say, I just want to say $500,000 for gun violence. Maybe we need to enforce some laws that we used to have on the books with no trespassing and all of that. May I would love for um, the honorable judge, David Hicks to come before us and talk to us, but anyway, won't happen. Probably. Um, unless you go to his courtroom, um, which I don't want to go there again. Um, but definitely the $500,000, we need to look at that and find out gun prevention. Need to, like I said, enforce some of the laws that we used to have on the books. First thing to start with is the no trespassing. Thank you. Thank you. That concludes. Vice President Robertson has a question or
7: uh, comment. Yes. Um- you know, I was just asking the administration about this notice, public release that we got this weekend as it relates to money that um, is going to VCU to deal with gun violence in the city of Richmond, which I had not known anything about prior to seeing it in the paper. Um, but you know, I I really I really do think that it's important that we. Look at where we've had significant gun violence in the city of Richmond. It certainly isn't, um, it's not limited to any, any one place in the city of Richmond. All of us are subject to, uh, gun violence, but there is, um, certainly more, uh, crime as a result of use of a gun in certain sectors of the city than others. And, Everyone wants protection. I mean, we have the young lady, Ms. Trammell, uh, that we went to George with that lost her life. Uh, there's a student at George with uh, just last week. Um, but she actually lived. We're not really sure whether the sixth or, or the eighth because it's right on the line, but it doesn't matter. Um, that's where the family lived. Um, and so I think that it's important that that we look at our comprehensive gun violence strategy, so that anyone that is a victim of or perpetuated a crime with a gun, should we should have a uniform program strategy that we're going to deal with that, and everyone is eligible for services. And so I I I think that we should look at the overall monies that are put. And, and they're not enough, like most things that we do in the city of Richmond. It's not enough money. Um, and for the uh, position of um, in the Office of Aging uh, in Person, we approved a position because we put a paper in a couple of years ago and approved the position and a position and someone was hired in that position. I know of at least one or two different persons. That have been hired as that position. Now I don't know whether or not the administration has eliminated that position, but we would need to find out if that's the case, uh, because we, this council, has approved a position, a second position, um, for that office, and I strongly continue to support that, um, unless this is asking for an additional position, which it doesn't appear to be. And if there is a position that has been approved for this position, then we would need an explanation from administration as to why that position has been eliminated, uh, which I have not been informed that it has been. Uh, It may not be filled. um, And the question is whether or not it is there and whether or not funding is available. So we can get those answers to make a decision on this. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Vice President.
2: Um moving on to the next category, these are all non departmental. Um some are are
6: Ms. yes, I'm
2: sorry,
0: Councilman
6: I, I had a, um a question too on that. I heard that um the girl or the the lady that's helping Yvette or was helping her, I think she lived in my district. Um but she was only doing it a few hours a day and it was only like volunteer. I don't think Yvette had somebody else working and and vice president you're right I know that we passed it because I co-patroned a paper with you and I think all of us did but don't know what happened but I heard that she never they never filled that but they never let her hire the person.
3: Thank you.
2: Um, now moving on to the, the final category. These are um, all non-departmental. Most of them are non-city, not-for-profits. There are one or two that are non-departmental, but they're the holding accounts for um, city monies that are not budgeted directly to an agency. Um, The first several are from Dr. Newbill. Uh, And
0: I can go through those quickly.
2: If you want. That's, That's great.
0: Uh, the Neighborhood Resource Center is in the Fulton community. It received 36000 last year, and there was nothing budgeted. It is a vital part of the service ecosystem in Fulton, and so it's just 40. Richmond Community of Caring received 40 last year but did not have anything this year. Um, working in our schools, um, working on character building, et cetera. Virginia leave for safer streets. I see that as a part of the effort around um, youth violence prevention, they get our youth out, and so there's twenty five thousand in there, so this is an additional twenty five so they can get serve even more youth um, in terms of basketball at the local centers, et cetera. Girls for a change similarly, they're working with youth, but they're girls, and um, this would allow them to serve even more again, with the eye towards um, violence prevention and engagement of our youth. Um, Enrichment Foundation uh, did not have funding uh, allocated uh, in the budget. They have been a nonprofit that continues and will continue to work with the city uh, in terms of um, accessing grants, leveraging resources, but also certainly in terms of um, our cemetery efforts. Uh, Youth violence prevention was to simply without adding some additional funding that would allow us to again, focus on youth violence. I've certainly had meetings in my districts and other in my district uh, in various communities as uh, as have others. And this was a small amount to where we could not get funding to or where small amount of funding would be needed to increase capacity to be able to do that, and then uh, Metro- Metropolitan Business League, we already had seventy five thousand, but you know how critical it is to have opportunity for resourcing uh, to bring our businesses back online. So this was an additional twenty five
3: thousand. And if there's any discussion of any of those items, I will pause for a moment.
2: And hearing none, the next item is for Venture Richmond for cleaning space, uh, matching funds for cleaning space over in Manchester. Um, As you'll recall, Venture Richmond already does this, already does this kind of service in the downtown business district. And that's uh, an amount of $300,000. Again, the patron might be able to
3: provide more detail.
7: Program that we are already doing on the north side of the river uh, in downtown. Uh, As you all very well know, we've had a significant increase in uh, development in Manchester, and this is a matching fund initiative. The businesses in the community agree to an increase in real estate taxes, and the city, uh, based on that dollar amount, the city do a matching grant based on the assessments that have been done so far based on property values. Um, we're looking at about a $400,000 uh, for that additional one cent in property values in Manchester. And what it does is it provides, provides opportunities to address a lot of the concerns that we have as to the quality of just having clean and safe uh, streets, um, in in that Manchester area um, with the business community. And most of those business developers in that area are local guys. Um, They are the real local guys that have helped us rebuild Manchester to where it is now. And so we are asking to start. We've been working on this now for probably a couple of years, several meetings with the business
3: owners and so forth.
0: Just um, a question for Vice President. Would this be an opportunity to create some employment opportunity for Richmond residents? So,
7: you are uh, speaking extremely pleasant today, and it's difficult for me to hear you. I am sorry.
0: I can do better with that. I was, you know, sitting right next to you. What I'm interested in is whether this provides an opportunity to create more employment opportunities for residents. Put it and I'm just putting it out there, not that I mean I would be it's
7: a new initiative, so if we're looking at a total of eight hundred thousand dollars for uh the increase of revenue t- that venture Richmond administer program, certainly they will have to increase the staffing as a part of that, and the vendor that they're currently working with uh the vendors that they currently work with on The North side has a long history of providing job opportunities uh, for city residents, and the vendor is a city business as well. Uh, So certainly we can get those details from Venture Richmond as a part of this.
0: Thank you.
2: The next amendment we've already discussed is part of the gun violence uh, prevention discussion, so I'll skip that for now. And then the final one also from Council Member Lynch is a not-for-profit, the Literacy Lab, $26,250. And Madam President, that concludes the increases. So if there's no more question or discussion about those for the moment, I'll move on to the handful of, of decreases that have been proposed.
0: Yes, please.
2: Um, let me skip
3: over to decreases.
2: The first one, you'll see um, Councilmember Lambert had uh, expressed the desire to reduce the budget for the Office of Community Wealth Building by 4.44186 percent, and I figured that to be $182,460. That would be just a generic reduction. The department would have to figure out exactly what line items in the budget they were going to take that from. Um, we discussed earlier the um, two-
0: Mr. Eichelberger before Just you me. go forward, Vice President Robertson
7: um, you know uh this I have not had this conversation with uh Councilperson Lambert, so I'm sure there's a tremendous um explanation that she has to support this that is far beyond my. Uh, ability to even imagine what it could be, so I'm very interested in hearing what she has to say um, Poverty in this city is is and i'm I'm fearful that our our assessment of where poverty is, and you know when I look at the amendments that folk have put in for increased shelter increased um housing vouchers, you know, all of these kinds of programs align with our level of poverty that we have in the city of Richmond. And to have an amendment to suggest of all of the departments that we have to to decrease the budget there, I'm interested in uh, better appreciation of her understanding as to why, because I know she's a strong supporter of addressing poverty and poverty initiatives in the city. So I'm I'm just perplexed by this amendment and. um, We'll work to get
0: um, And if she's not able to join us for Wednesday to get further um, information relative to that item.
7: The board of this. Organization will be meeting. um, Wednesday night, I think and um so i'll work with the administration to get a better and with miss lambert to get a better appreciation for how this this department can be cut by 182 thank you
0: thank you mr rickelberger
7: uh the next
2: one from uh which is the poll tax reduction to be determined we discussed that at length earlier so i won't go over that um again same thing with the uh, technical movement of money from non-departmental to the education budget that's just a a, a technical move and finally the reduction of two hundred thousand dollars to a non-departmental not-for-profit called the help me help you foundation Um, that's a new one i haven't heard of before so um, i'm not exactly sure what they do Um, but that's negative two hundred thousand dollars from council member
0: Lynch and and when um, she's available, or if you have um, Ms Robbins, this is a program that works with returning citizens and um, i we don't have anything per se that uh, targets uh, that population, but I'd be interested in hearing um, Councilwoman Lynch's proposal, maybe there's someplace else, I certainly know that this group of individuals often will show up as a part of our um, homeless population, but really to have substantive return services um, becomes critical to ensuring that we don't have folks on a revolving door, but we can get more discussion there um, at another point. So.
2: And that concludes the um, reductions, not including the the one technical reduction. Um, The total proposed is 382,460. Moving back to revenues real quickly. um, Right now, we only have two two revenue items on the board. Uh, The first is reflective of the increase in uh, assessments growth in assessments from 8.5 to 9.25 and again the administration will uh be coming forward with their uh certification amount which may differ from this either plus or minus a little bit um but usually it's been pretty close to the number that we have uh and then the final thing is however this um proposal on the b poll tax rate plays out over the next couple days um, there may need to be an adjustment either to the um, downward adjustment to the revenues and an offsetting budget cut or an increase in the revenues, but you're then budgeting a slight surplus for the purpose of b poll tax reduction beginning on January 1st. Um, we'll have to work with the budget office to make sure how they would want to reflect that and probably the city attorney as well <laughs> on how they would want to reflect that in the actual legal documents. Um, that concludes the overview and brief discussion of the general fund operating budget. So if there are any questions or direction to me, I'll be happy to try to accommodate what you want. Sure,
0: Ms. Engelberger. I think there are a few things that some members will want to reach out to the uh, patron to get clarification, you've indicated one. Ms. Robertson with Ms. Lambert, I'll certainly want to get a sense from Ms. Lynch, and there may be some others as well, and to the administration on. Uh, with that, do you have an additional question?
7: Uh, Madam Chair, and this is not directly related to the amendments, but I had sent some budget questions that I wanted answered at the Land Use Committee meeting on tomorrow, not sure if the chair is going to allow that to happen or not, but uh, for the land use committee oh. meeting. Um, but I saw a note from Ms. Davis that you had forwarded that to your staff for answers, and um, it's extremely critical that we get those, if we can, get those answers from the administration. They're not questions of uh, judgment one way or the other. They're just identifying Where those funds are not in the budget and the board uh, is meeting on Wednesday at 11 o'clock and we have that on the agenda. And I wanted to be able to be uh, correct in the information that we share. And I just wanted to emphasize that, Ms. Davis, that if whatever you can do to help me in that effort, that would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Thank you,
0: Mr. Eichelberger, if we could move on.
2: Um, the next item would be to move on to begin, probably begin, but not complete the overview of the capital budget. Unless, unless you wanted to continue this. and. and uh, begin- Ms.
0: Arnkelberger, if we could go through them, and we will then let you get through it, and then questions that we would have, we can get to staff or uh, like that,
2: as opposed to. Right. Okay. Um, Samson, uh, is, Samson Anderson is going to do the overview of the capital budget. So I want to thank you for your attention, and we'll get back with you on Wednesday. Hopefully thank we'll you. Hope will be able to meet with the administration and discuss some of these things tomorrow.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Anderson, uh, welcome. And what I would like to ask is if you would go through each of these so that we can at least go through the list. And then at the end, uh, if there are questions, we'll make sure that staff or you get those questions so we can have those back in advance of our session on Wednesday.
3: Good afternoon, everyone. Um, so
13: prior to this meeting, I emailed to y'all and provided in printout at your seats two spreadsheets of the proposed CIP amendments for fiscal year 23. One is short and sweet with some yellow highlights, and the one is much larger print. The difference is the much larger print one has the descriptions of the items as provided by the sponsor. Um, so you'll have that additional detail, but I wanted to give y'all something short and sweet to go over because I was asked uh, this morning to review the capital amendments that uh y'all have put forth thus far. In summary, the grand total of what y'all have asked for is 11.25 million um, to be added. The deductions, which I apologize, I didn't print out before this meeting, Um, that have been proposed is, uh, this out of the city hall allotment for parking decks and upgrade the tunnel, which currently has 350,000 budgeted in it. Uh, one member put forth a deduction of 50,000 and then another member put forth some deductions to the pay as you go cash fund, which uh, according to page nine of the CIP, there's 10 million in that fund for this year and the amounts proposed were 350, 150, 250, and 200 that will be provided to you by email after this meeting. It'll be attached to this spreadsheet. I forgot to put it this morning. I apologize. I didn't know I was presenting until my drive into the office.
0: No, Larry, yeah. let's go through the items and then you can send those um, yes. um, to me.
13: Yes. To yes. us. I just wanted to make sure y'all had that in mind as we go through the increases. Um and y'all will have a written now copy of that following this. So I divided up the CIP amendments into culture and art, education, general CIP, infrastructure and parks. Per usual, most of the amendments are in infrastructure and parks. To start off with, um, we have 30,000 asked for for fire department murals in culture and arts, uh, a more street school stabilization under education for 75000 Under GIP, we have CIP mitigation metrics, trash cans uh, in the city, uh, the, the green CIP planning fund, is similar to the planning fund that's been proposed by administration, but focusing on green fleet, et cetera, and There is a line item for the inspector general that is in tandem with the line item for the inspector general and the operating. So the operating budget proposes additional FTEs. This is to do some renovation on the office so that there's actual office space for those additional people. And then we move on to the meat and bones or meat and potatoes, sorry, meat and potatoes of this, which is infrastructure and parks. We've got some bus shelters, the AP Hill conceptual study, as you all know, AP Hill is a unique situation in the city where a person is buried underneath a statue in the middle of a roundabout of sorts. The Bliley Hill Road, multimodal infrastructure planning, first phase implementation of a circulation study uh, for blocks within uh, Scott's Addition, Gillette Bridge, historic roadwork maintenance and repair project, that is in reference to city roads that need, um, in historical context, basically repaving, but they're not paved. They have cobblestone. Bull Street and Midlothian beautification. New Kent 4200 block is missing a link, uh, lighting within the fan streetlights. Patterson Avenue traffic design, sidewalk extension in Domino from Ragsdale to Evansway Lane, sidewalk repair in Bellmead, Thompson Street Study, traffic calming in Melbourne Drive and Wexford Lane, and uh, West Tower Drive multimodal infrastructure planning. For parks, we have a splash pad and installation of Pickleball at Ann Hardy. Uh, changing some brownfields to green space within the Eastview communities, phase two for Fulton M- Memorial Park, the Grayland Tot Lot, which was discussed in operating, pocket parks, and a redesign of Southampton and uh, some repairs at the Riverview Community Park. And that is all, again, totaling at 11250000 in proposed. And that is what was presented to us in time for the cip um council members are welcome to review the descriptions and discuss amongst themselves what they would like to do i was asked to present to y'all what was proposed thus far and that's what Good. we have
0: mr anderson thank you uh, we have the total request and then you will provide the additional information in terms of Um, Proposed decreases that will be forwarded to us. Yes. Correct? Yes. And then we have the breakout for the CIP items on this sheet by patron and with greater specificity. Yes, this is the
13: patron and the description provided by the patron in question. And then this has it um,
0: subtotal. In summary. Thank you. With that, questions, and then we'll um, punt to Ms. Davis for next steps. So, Council One, Councilwoman Councilwoman, Jordan.
9: Thank you, Madam President. I just want to clarify that under General CIP, the Green CIP Planning Fund would be a text amendment. So, I think if you guys remember the $10 million sort of pre-planning fund that Administration has in their budget, I'm asking that we allocate 20% of that money that's already in their budget to green planning efforts. So making sure that they're using the most energy-efficient systems in the buildings that we create, um, things like that. And then just as they're saying the fund would be replenished by the savings they make by doing this upfront planning, um, the energy-efficiency savings would help replenish those 20%. So that's not a new $2 million. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Um, Ms. Joy. Looks like
1: Thank you. About the CIP planning fund, I'd like to talk to you further about how to achieve what you want to achieve, but the planning fund needs to have a project attached to it because we'll be issuing bonds to reimburse it, and it is for large-scale projects. If So if there's a green component for a project, that's absolutely fine, but it's it's to get us to working drawings or at least way down the path so we know how much the project's going to cost. So this is – Probably not the right avenue for it. However, I'm sure there's a way we can get to where you want to go.
0: Okay? Thank you.
1: Excuse me,
3: ma'am. Could you please state your name for the record? Sabrina Joy Hogg. Thank you.
0: And so the expectation, members, is that the administration now has this list, and we'll go back and take a look and be able to share with us on Wednesday how Many of these, hopefully all of these things can be accomplished uh, within uh, the revenue. I know I'm adding a little, Miss Joy hug. I see you're smiling, but, uh, uh, but to come back so that we can then on Wednesday do what um, some members um, had referenced earlier, but again, we've received this at the end of the week and the opportunity to just review it all, ask questions, get clarification was where we are today. And then um, what I'd like to do, Ms. Davis, is if you would provide an update in terms of meeting dates, budget works, et cetera, so that we can all be on the same page.
1: Good evening, Joyce Davis. Um, I would just like to review some information that was sent out. Today's date was we have the 18th and 20th as the work sessions for this week. I sent um notification that the location has been determined for the RAA discussion, and that is tomorrow, April 19th, from 5 until 7, it will be held on the fifth floor um, conference room. And... Earlier, Mr. Addison mentioned the possibility of April 22nd being a date. If that is a date that you're interested in, um, please notify if it's something that we need to add. But the two dates that have been added uh, on the schedule is April 26th. I'm sorry, April 25th and April 26th. So the Monday and Tuesday, from 1 until 4. And for those days, we need to at least do some polling of if you're available because the clerk has to have at least an official polling
3: since those dates are being added if you will be available to attend. Councilwoman Nye. Um, Thank you.
10: Okay, so April 22nd um, is on the table for consideration for another amendment work session. 20, like,
1: yes, the 25th and 26th is already um, been scheduled. proposed. Yep, I have that, that on my schedule. calendar. Yes. But it's just true. that Mr. Addison mentioned the 22nd. It is one of the dates that I originally had listed, but then you all asked me to do raa and so Uh i just didn't bring it forth because i didn't know if you wanted to meet all of the week almost so it's just a suggestion to you so that you can get the budget done quicker we covered some ground today but the goal is that we are finished by a certain date and we need those seven days and so i just want you to consider that as a conversation if you feel that you need to add that additional day in order to be finished on the 26th. So,
10: so I'm, I'm open to um, Friday, but if that is something we're gonna add to the calendar, the sooner, the better for me, because I, I have Absolutely. a couple of things I have to cancel or move around um, and I don't want more things to drop on my calendar if we're gonna preserve that for a session.
0: Thank you. I would like to make sure that we make that decision by tomorrow so people can get it on their calendar. Vice President Roberts.
7: Uh, Thank you. So let me just confirm a few things. Um, The meetings that are scheduled for the 25th and the 26th for budget amendments begin at one o'clock. Is that correct? And they last till four. Is that what we are reserving? Yes.
1: From one until four.
7: One to four on the 25th and 26th, and we are just uh, dis- making a decision on the 22nd for the same hours, as assume. All right. So th- the question that I want to ask in regards to those sessions, just to make sure that um, all council members feel like this is uh, that we're going to be here. And we're gonna discuss this and we know exactly what we're gonna discuss. It's it's extremely helpful. Um, you know, I just verified with Ms. Davis as to whether or not I overlooked the amendments um that were sent to us last week and uh I was I still wasn't able to find them, but she'd sent those to us that re- that sent it to me that what we reviewed today. Um Wednesday's meeting, which is going to be on the eight, on the 20th, 420. And the time of that meeting is 1 to
3: 4 o'clock as well. Okay.
7: And just to make sure that we and the administration are on the same page, I understand that based on the discussion today, And the amendments, we're expecting the administration to come back and give us some insight as to what they, what is already, maybe already in the budget. uh, What may not be identified specifically in the budget, but can be accomplished and where and how. uh, And then what things that uh, the amendments that they are not, they're not resolving as to where the revenue would come from for those things. In order for, for me to be prepared to uh, get through the next meeting uh, with some sense of accomplishment, it would be necessary for us to have that information before the meeting on Wednesday Um so that we can have, yeah, so that we can have some opportunity to review that and be prepared to respond to that. If Otherwise, it'll be another presentation where we'll get back and forth and questions and clarification and understanding. And if we can't do that by Wednesday, and I realize it's a big ask if you just got this information today, this morning, I'm seeing the amendments this morning as well for the first time. Um, Preparation for questions to be answered. The discussion does help raise a better understanding for me if I haven't seen it. But more importantly, I guess the question I'm asking of the administration and I'm asking of the council is, coming in to get the presentation from the administration on Wednesday at 1 o'clock where they tell us what they can't do and what they can do, Um, is that something that we want to spend four hours doing on Wednesday? or, Or if we can get the information in time for us to review it prior to that discussion, And really, I mean, if I get the information prior to, it gives me opportunity to respond back to council and administration in regards to the response. Um, I'm just trying to figure out a a decision making process. And so I guess the first question I'm seeking an answer to is whether or not administration can have this information to us before one o'clock on Wednesday with explanation as to their decision. Sure.
14: Um, Mr. May, or Mr. Yes. Good afternoon, Jason Mann, but Director of Budget and Strategic Planning. We've got this amendment at 11 o'clock today. Um, It it is a very large ask to try to have that not only prepared, go through the budget, understand where things are at, and be able to provide responses in a a timely manner. I'll be honest with you, I'm not prepared to be able to say we can do that or not. I, I need to. I, my team hasn't even seen the, the amendments yet. Um, uh, so
0: into Vice President's point, we don't meet, you know, meet to meet. I mean, we need to have the next meeting be substantive and informed by uh, you all's review. So. And so I, I
7: may I do a follow up question. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I would like the input from Council because i I want to make sure that uh Councilman Jones doesn't walk out. I want to make sure that Ms Lynch is here to address and uh, Miss Lambert um, uh, I could ask my liaison to come and respond to things that are uh, directly mine in miss as well um but i I appreciate hearing. Uh, from our colleagues as it relates to their position on those things. And so the question is, if you are not sure that you can get us answers in the categories that we've mentioned uh, in some time to review prior to one o'clock, my question, I guess, Madam Chair, to the body is, do we take advantage of uh, Mr. Addison recommendation of the 22nd as a meeting date, with the hopefulness that that extension of time will give you more time uh, to get us definitive answers, and we'll have an opportunity to review that prior to uh, coming into um, to a so, meeting, which is actually about 24 hours from now. So, I don't know so what time it is. Sure, today.
0: Vice President, I I absolutely concur. We need to have the information. Um, I am um, very much interested in the body's availability so that when we come, we will have received in advance and can be able to move forward because we have to get and bring this budget to closure with these items that are here. So at this point, really just gauging the 22nd for folks. I'm not, if I'm hearing correctly, okay, so my the pres- administration would not be
9: prepared on Wednesday unless, Mr. May, I'm hearing. That w- I, it was as if the council vice president was reading my mind.
0: Right. I think
9: we do not need to meet on Wednesday. That we, would be correct. We meet Friday instead. They can send us information in reaction to the amendments as they have it for us to, adjust, to digest and talk to each other with
0: prior to to, to, to them, to talk to each other. And yeah. um, to be ready to move and decision when we're back in the chamber relative to all of these items.
10: Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah,
0: exactly. To your point. Thank you. Mr. May. Mr. May, we're okay. I just was seeing, making sure that did you have something else to add to that?
14: No, ma'am. I would, okay.
0: Then Councilwoman Trammell and then uh, Mr. Addison.
6: You can't, you know, get all the information by Wednesday. There's probably going to be more questions by Friday. So why don't we just do it all on the um, the 26th when we're here from 1 to 4, instead of leaving at 4, just have all of our questions and everything, because that will give all of us the time to come up with more stuff, which I know we will. Um, and then plus it will give us more time for us to go over our stuff and start saying that, we don't we we'll to take away this, take away that. Maybe it'll give us more time for us to go over some of the things that we've already put out here today, knowing that that's our wish list that's not going to get adopted.
0: Thank you, um, Councilwoman Trammell. Um, I, the challenge for me is that we have a lot to do. We're looking to get information back, vet it with our staff, with the administration, with each other, so that we can move it. And that may take more than one session. So, concern about punting it down the road when we have so much to to address but let me take councilman addison and then we'll come back to bill and to get closure
5: thank you council president i just wanted to re- reply to um the vice president robertson's comment about the request that was made for the land use meeting tomorrow and that that was shared with the administration to get information around those priorities the four items you identified in your email um and the request is to figure out how we can identify the answers and i just think that with the time we have being needing those responses for discussion i'm all for having that formal request during the meeting because i feel like we're we're going to have a response of we don't have that ready to share yet and that's fine because there's going to be a need for Analysis, response, et cetera. Um, but I do believe this does beg the need of, you know, we just need to have a strategic plan and our priorities aligned so that these aren't coming up in the middle of debates of whether we're going to fund X or Y or Z. Because what's going to happen is we're going to try doing now in the budget, figure out what's going to work, what's not going to work. Meanwhile, we need to find ways to do them all. And to what extent we can is the hard part. And I just I want to be supportive. Uh, and I will be as present as I can be during the times you're scheduling meetings. Um, but I know that we all have outside conflicts of time and resource availability, needs, families, et cetera, um, that these – I appreciate what we talked about today. I'm just not sure what we accomplished. I'm just being honest, and I'm just saying that because I'm confused about this ability of meeting, and I think that the conversation for Friday could be good. Could be depending on what we 're able to work on with answers and i 'm just not sure we 're going to get to a place of answers or being able to make decisions of the changes that we're looking to make in the budget and i 'm just trying to voice not concern or frustration but just my observation of how this is going to play out, and my concern is we 're not going to be able to make the changes we need to to the budget to accommodate twenty two million dollars of projected increases with a couple million of retail reductions and i 'm just I I can't in good conscience support another burden on depending on assessed value increases to balance the budget because that's coming out of our residents' pockets. And so I'm just looking at all these priorities and topics and just want to see how we can make sure we do what's best. But also knowing that what we're talking about right now is a lot of our general fund money. And we need to look strategically at future money and resources, and ARP, and the infrastructure bill, and the Build Back Better, and XYZ, CVTA funding, all these resources we have, and we only make decisions on in the moment, it feels, for the time that we have available. And I feel like we put ourselves in a crunch too much to compete with these needs of thousands of people in our city, and each one of these that are impacted today. And so for me, I want to say yes to all of them, but I also know that we can't. And I want to make sure we're not pushing things down the road of decisions that are needed to happen. Um, and so I'm open to having conversations around revenues and plans for future funding options, bonds, opportunities for bigger long-term investments that aren't going to be having to try to piece things into this budget that's tiny. Uh, at the end of the day, even with $22 million, we're talking about a couple percentage points of our overall budget, 2.5%. And so we're talking, arguing about two and a half percent of our budget, and it's going to be really painful, and we might not even agree to half of it, if that. And so for the sake of our time, and more importantly, those who are depending on us making a decision on balancing the budget, I just want to make sure that we are putting all resources we can at the table at the right time so that we know what to shift where and just to move forward in that plan. So for me, if that's Friday's meeting, great, if you can meet that time frame. If not, let's do Monday. And for me, I don't want to be coming back to another meeting given that we all have different competing aspects. We have missing people today, people to leave early. And I just don't think it's fair to us as well as the body to make the right decision. And just having quorum to me with decisions on the budget um, isn't, a, in my opinion, the need of our of our elected duties. Um, our localities around us meet as a full body to make sure that a budget's approved together. And that's a decision that I think we should embody as well. I just want to make sure I just kind of voice my concern about doing this in the time frame, even with what's the adjustments. I just don't know if it's possible.
0: Thank you, Mr. Addison. And so what I want to be clear about um, today, members had not had opportunity necessary to review what was submitted, so that was a part of the agenda. However, I would also agree that as we get ready for next year, we need a strategic budget planning process that's going to be significantly different than what we've experienced in the past. No argument about that. Uh, In this moment, we want to make sure that we get the responses necessary so that we can make informed decisions on behalf of the quarter million people, to your point, that we represent and who are looking for a balanced budget. Um, If that is, and our budget staff is advising in terms of when, where, how, if that is Friday, then we need to know that. If that's not, tell me the date. And we do need to have all members present. And so, um, yes. Can I let Bill and then I'll come right back to see if.
2: Two, two things. Um, to recap something that I, I touched on earlier uh, at the beginning of this meeting, There are statutory deadlines for adopting the budget, The one you have to keep in mind is May 15th, have to have the school board budget, and it's always been felt, although there was one year, I think 2014, where council adopted the budget at the last date possible under the charter, which is the end of May, every other year, council has adopted the entire budget at the same time as the education budget, which is required by state law in order to do that you have to have a certain amount of time for those amendments to be out there in public then you have to back up from that you have to give the city attorney a certain amount of time to get all of those budget ordinances and attachments together and your staff work with them this is not something that turns on a dime to meet those statutory deadlines so as difficult as it is Say. Your deadline for making decisions on the operating budget really is if you want to do the meeting on Friday, end of the day Friday, and you leave that meeting, you need decisions on the operating budget that allows you to come back and make decisions on the capital budget on Monday. And the only reason there's a meeting for Tuesday. Is that the school board has not met its statutory (laughs) obligations and. They have not presented either the mayor or city council with a budget at this point in time. There is hope that you'll have that on Tuesday. If that's the case, you can try to build that into the budget uh, that you will pass. If not, there are ways that I can work with the city attorney to work that out for you. But at this stage of the game, the deadlines are fairly stark and they are in my assessment my professional assessment having done this for 45 years given the items before you they are doable within that time frame
0: so at this point we're looking at um, members if i'm hearing correctly the need for meeting on friday address operating on monday to close out cip so we'd be asking the administration to get to us the information we would need based on your review so that we can decision on Friday. I'm looking at you, Ms. Joy Hogg, and May through the...
14: Yes, ma'am, we should not have a problem getting the information in time for a Friday meeting. That should not be a problem.
0: And we would need it prior to so that when we're in the meeting on Friday, we have had benefit of looking at these items
14: that that's a little bit of our concern is just the the time for you to be able to prepare to come into the meeting prepare to be able to to make uh, decisions um We should be able to get something earlier to you by the close of business on Thursday. Much sooner than that, again, you have laid out $22 million worth of uh, of amendments with with very little revenue attached to those. Um, There are redundancies. We need to make sure that you're allowed to be able to do some of these things. There's some capital that's asked in operating. There's some operating that's asked in capital. We're going to have to go back and be able to cipher through all that. That's going to take some time.
0: So COB on Thursday for receipt of response
14: yes. Ma'am.
0: such that we can proceed because we'll be looking at decisioning on Friday. Yes, ma'am. And then uh, for CIP in preparation for Monday.
14: Um, we, we will do our very best um, to have those ready for you before we close the business on Friday so that you have that prepared ready for Monday's uh, meeting.
0: Okay. Thank you with that um vice
14: um, Vice
0: President Robertson, I was coming to you. I'm sorry well, no no, I was going to
7: ask. Oh, okay. yeah. um so let me be clear um i I would think the council wants to adopt the entire budget uh to meet the May fifteenth deadline. We don't want to carry on this discussion for the general fund. For our for the city's budget through June uh deadline that we have an option to do. I, I, I council has always wanted to let's let's get this done by the fifteenth. So I think that's the consensus. So with that if if someone disagreed, they nod their head, tell me differently. But that's what we've always wanted to do. So the question that I want an answer to, Bill, that I Thought I heard you say, in order for us to be able to adopt the budget by the before the fifteenth um, we have to agree have put out all of our amendments and everything to rest by Friday. Is that what you said for the general fund
2: general general fund let me Friday. I,
7: ple- I just want a date uh please general
2: fund Friday.
7: It your, must be done by Friday is what you're saying.
2: Because of logistics, because what has to happen is.
7: you am saying has all to, of the process. I'm just wanting to wanting the, to hear you say fri- that has to be done on Friday, by Friday. Right. Okay.
2: Friday. That right, so so
7: we have to, mind. if council has to affirm all of its amendments, changes by Friday, and then in order to do the CIP, I'm understanding you to say it's gotta be finalized by Monday, correct? Okay, correct. so that's those those are the timelines that we are dealing with and the reason why we need administration to respond to those amendments so that we can make a affirmative decision on Friday, which is a one time opportunity to deal with the administration coming back to us telling us they can't do anything about some of these amendments council members and that means that we're going to be having a pretty robust conversation on Friday in order to finalize everything as a drop dead date okay so I would I like uh Ms. Trammell's recommendation of us going to third to Monday, but Monday means that we are absolutely boxed in for everything as a final discussion and a balanced budget amendments that we will propose for our final budget. Uh, so that's it. And I just want to make sure that we're clear on that.
0: That's that's exactly what's being said. Vice yeah, President I, Roberts, I, I, I would
2: I would strongly Discourage deferring the operating budget decisions to Monday. I would strongly discourage. We're
0: talking that. about operating on Friday. Friday.
2: CIP Friday. on Monday.
8: Exactly.
0: Receipt by COP on Thursday relative to um, uh, operating okay. from administration. Yes. Receipt by COB on Friday relative to CIP in preparation and, for and Monday.
2: What, and what that leaves for your Tuesday meeting is to receive hopefully, the uh, school board budget, along with your staff's recommendations on how to integrate that into the general fund budget. But the dollar amount of the general fund budget for education, you will decide on Friday. And I see no amendments for public ed other than my suggestion that you move the money out of non-departmental into public ed. So you already know how big that number is going to be. It's just... What does the ordinance look like? Right. Um, that's a separate ordinance. Exactly. But that, but, but Tuesday should only be, uh, the discussion of the school board budget. You should have everything else wrapped up. School board budget, you wrap that up. It should be fairly quick. And then, uh, we've got to get all of that material to support those decisions to the city attorney. Uh, and they need to start drafting the amendments and the ordinances.
0: So,
3: okay. for today,
7: Mr. Addison's recommendation, this is the first time that this body is even considered meeting on Friday, and we have mm-hmm. no idea what our council members schedule is like on Friday. Um and And we're saying that's the drop dead date, which we should have had big and bold and red on our calendars. This is our drop dead date. Um, but I don't have it on my calendar for that. And uh and so I think that you know I I can assure you, based on Ms. Trammell's comments, she's probably not feeling good about Friday as a as a date. Uh but You know, notification that these are our drop dead dates need to go out immediately because I don't think council members are thinking that way.
0: Thank you. To your point, exactly. Um, And Councilwoman Jordan.
9: Thank you. I'm just wondering, in light of that information, should we keep the Wednesday date and try and focus on things that need less feedback from administration, like the CIP part of the budget?
0: we won't have the information necessary to make informed decisions from the administration at this point at that point it's unless Ms. joy hog
3: so if you all can make friday work we will do our best to give you
1: operating and capital by thursday evening okay so you can decide try to decide on operating and capital on friday only thing I'll ask you is to schedule it after one o'clock, because Mr. Saunders is out in the morning,
0: and he really should be here on Friday. Thank you, Spring a Joy Hogg. Before you ask me. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, with that, Vice President, was there an additional question? One, one additional
7: comment. I'd like to ask that the staff, that Ms. send a drop dead notice to us immediately. I would also like for her to include in that notice that council needs to approve the amendments with a balanced budget. And if we do not, the mayor's budget walks. So for anyone who thinks that we can just say um, we can't find the revenue, we want to do this, but we can't find a cut that we agree on, that we'll just leave it up to the administration the administration does not have to find budget cuts to satisfy our amendments. And if we do not present a balanced budget, the mayor's budget walks. And, and I, we need to emphasize that because I have heard different council members say, we'll just tell the administration to find the money. And I've been here before, council members. I want to let you know we've done that before. And administration said, fine, they didn't find the money. Okay.
0: Thank you. Ms. Davis, if you would make sure we get that information out. Members, if you would also indicate to Ms. Davis your availability for Friday, at least the ones of us who are remaining. So, and if you could do that before we depart, that would save her in terms of four of us. Uh, with that, uh, there is nothing else for this agenda except to say as soon as we put this to bed mr eichelberger administration that more strategic budget planning process for next year let's get that underway And And,
2: and and i will just remind some members of council i think all that i did a draft last fall for a comprehensive collaborative budget process i think that was shared with the administration as well And I think it would form a rational basis. But what it means is that council starts budget meetings along with the administration in August or September. Exactly. Not in February. Exactly.
7: And that's, yes. We have talked about this for every year that I have been on city council about revisiting how we put this budget together. And it has not been done. We need to have that document not confusing us in the process, but we need to have that done sent to us immediately after the fifteenth so that we can begin scheduling out this whole process because there have been several recommendations that have made been made uh, but some elements of it has been employed. But we find ourselves at the same place where we are today every year for the budget. So um, I would really strongly recommend, Madam Chair, that the staff send that information. Whatever documents we've done in before, let's go look at them. Let's start somewhere and let's move forward immediately after adopting the budget. Thank
0: you. So I'll ask, what I'll add to that is because coming out of finance, there was a recommendation about budget. What you're referencing and the other document and that we pull those documents together so that we can have a well informed and comprehensive budget plan for next year that starts almost as soon as we put this one to bed. And madam. So uh, with that. Okay. Let's see.
1: So with that being said, um, Mr. Eichenberger, you're correct. And there are other members, Mr. Addison, um, Ms. Jordan, Ms. Lynch, as well as Ms. Robertson, who are also interested in that process. As a matter of fact, we sort of talked about something that Ms. Nye had put forward, Ms. Robertson previously put forward, and the document that you have and going back and trying to merge all three of those, as well as conversations that I've had with Ms. Sabrina Joyhawk about changing our process. And so the goal was, she and I just met about this this morning, and those three documents being merged together so that council can look at them and decide a new process. Many of these conversations that you all have had today about trying to find and locate money, some of those conversations have been had with Ms. Joy Hogg. And so what um, the goal is, is to look at what money is in FY23, what um, can be proposed funding for FY24, as well as what is covered in ARPA. And so going forward, we are looking at trying to merge those three documents, as I said, as at least four or five members have expressed an interest in.
0: Thank you, Ms. Davis. Uh, with that, councilwoman Jordan, did you have something additional to add to this?
9: Final comment that perhaps we could put this in GovOps committee, and then I, would, I don't know, do we have to adopt the whatever uh, the grants are? I mean, that's a large sum. Those are outside organizations. Could we take that off the plate for now and say we're not going to approve those? We are going to decision on a different process and let try and find some outside partners, come up with the amount of money we're willing to give versus what we wanted for our own amendments and then revisit that? At a later date.
0: So, all of the non all of that's a part of this budget and mm-hmm. needs to be included as we deliberate in this process. So, we
9: could cut all of it and say we're going to allocate $10 million, not the 20 plus, and we will have a different process for that that opens up June 1st or something.
0: I'm, I'm not really understanding because <laughs> folks it's have already gone
9: through to an idea
0: like a that. process. Yeah. They've submitted. Yeah. Uh, grant Mm -hmm. response. They've gone through and been vetted in terms of a process. Mm -hmm. So I'm not looking that we would supersede that in the next budget process, Mm -hmm. budget year. I I suspect we could, and we will look at a lot of things, but that's
2: the On the issue of non-departmental funding, there is an interesting process that the city of Virginia Beach and I believe the city of Norfolk use. They don't appropriate nearly the volume for non-departmental. I don't think any other locality in Virginia does, but I want you to keep in mind that what's under non-departmental includes large sums of money for uh, city services that are just not budgeted directly to a department, for example, tax relief for the elderly and disabled. That's back in non-departmental. The other stuff that's back in non-departmental are if you, if council approves, A contractual obligation with a developer or some kind of tax relief or whatever kind of incentive for developing in Richmond that money shows up in non-departmental and then you've got some things that technically are uh, donations but in reality they are support for the ambulance authority they're really support for quasi-governmental services even though in Richmond they're done by uh so Ambulance Property
0: Authority, RBHA, I mean, there are a variety there, of entities things. yes. Them.
2: So, when you get down to it, what you're really looking at is maybe 3 to $4 million that's in play.
0: Thank you. Uh, with that, uh, Ms. Davis will get the information out immediately. We will poll everyone. Uh, Ms. Eichelberger, thank you. Mr. Anderson, thank you. Uh, Ms. Shaw, thank you. And uh, with that, this uh, session stands adjourned. Thank you, everyone.